A Court of Fairies and Fiction, Akafath Girls Podcast, Hosts Nell and Liv, Season 2, Episode 4, Night, Day, Dusk. I love this series. I feel like, I feel like for some reason, some of the, not some of the magic has worn off for me because like, I don't know the later, but like, I still love Silver Flames. It was actually my yeah. favorite book. It was my favorite until recently and recent events that have occurred with CC3 have my, made me change my feelings. My <laughs> ranking has cha- has changed yeah. every single time I've read the series. Yeah. And see, I think what it boils down to for me is like the amount of the book that I loved versus the amount of the book that I didn't like because after I read Silver Flames like a few times I was like Silver Flames is my favorite you know it's always yeah. gonna be the top of the list whatever yeah. and then I've been over Akawar a couple more times and then I was like okay well maybe Akawar is a little above Silver Flames and then I reread book one again and I'm like yes it's definitely book one yes. and it's like those three are like my top three but I think if I absolutely yes. had to Those are mine. them it would be book one is first yes. because I loved all of it because I loved That's... all of it there's not a part of it that I hated whereas yes. with Akawar I hated the whole spring court bullshit when she was yep. tearing down the spring court and yep. in Akasif you're gonna hate me but I hated the way that Cassian fucking acted and I could not stand his scenes with Nesta and I really only loved the Valkyries so like I loved half of Akasif and like three-fourths of Akawar but I loved the whole of Akatar. so it would be yes. like so it would be like Akatar, Akawar, Akasif and then obviously the other two are in the fucking garbage because I fucking hate yes. them so. Yes, I love I love that you have put book one as your number one because book one's actually my number one like I, it was it was Silver Flames for the longest time. I'm very, like I told you, we all know yeah. I'm mourning Cassie. I'm very upset about CC3 and that bonus chapter. So yeah. it's going to be Agatar, Agatar, and then like, I, I actually have Akawar and like Silver Flames like tied See, in second place. they're like, yeah. But it's I hard, liked a little hard. more of Akawar just because there's like so much history and so much like, yeah. I don't know, there's just so much information that you can use in Akawar. Yeah. I love the little details like that. It just it no. makes me giddy. So, but, but fucking Gwen. Like, Gwen is my favorite character. I love, so that's why I I'm like, you love Gwen. You are Gwen, Gwen in real life. Like, me. like, I fucking love Gwen. I fucking love Gwen. Gwen's awesome. It's <laughs> Gwen is you in a character, if I've ever read one. <laughs> Like literally you. So if I had to pick an a, a Akatar character for you, it would be Gwen. Because like you're just really? like, you're, you're like sassy. You're not afraid when people like come at you. Like, <laughs> But meanwhile, I'm like, don't tell me I have to leave my house. <laughs> but she's like, Gwen doesn't want to leave. She's, she's like, like, oh God, I have to leave the library. <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah, she's like I'm totally happy and I will never leave. <laughs> I know, I know. No, you're Gwen. You are absolutely Gwen. <laughs> Tell me my very first best friend is like a priestess who can't speak. <laughs> like perfect. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll do all the talking. <laughs> you're literally Gwen. I'm like so so But good. do you know? Okay, I have never actually heard that, but 
I have heard a ton of people tell me that I'm alien. Really? I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or an insult. <laughs> well, con- considering that everybody loves Aileen, that's a compliment. I haven't read enough of her to say. Like, I see, I, mean, I, I see you as Gwen. I don't know. She I don't always see you as steps ahead, but also she's kind of a bitch. <laughs> so, I'm not well, saying you're a bitch. I just think you're very confident and you're not afraid to tell people your opinion. So, I mean, yeah. I guess I could see where they come from in that point. From that perspective. Aelin is also a Taurus. Is she? I could see that. I can identify that as in a fellow Taurus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fire. I can see it. Yeah. Very fiery. Fire. Very, very fiery. Stubborn head. I like it. I like that a lot. Oh. Who would you say I would be? If you had to pick anybody, I love these. I like, I want us to like oh do this God. in our group chat. Like, <laughs> or who, I feel like you're who, a mix of a lot of people. If really, I had I'm, to say so, I, I think you're Emery, honestly. Emery? Emery. Why would you say Emery? It's just, like, because, just because she is a lot like Gwen, but she's also like, I feel like she's very headstrong. But she also kind of just wants to, like, chill. (laughs) (laughs) She wants to be both at the same time. (laughs) She is both at the same time. She's like, she's like, I, in the winter, I just stay in my house and I read my books or whatever. But then she's like, this is my fucking shop, bitch. You can tell yo daddy that if he wants a shop, he can get his own. You know what's so funny is I love Emery, but for some reason she's not like a huge standout character for me. You know? I love her. I do. I just feel like I need like more from her. Like I feel like we got a lot more Gwen just because she's gonna be Azriel's mate. (laughs) I love how you I love how you put that in. I love how you just had to sneak that in there. Well, no, but it's true because, like, we even have the whole, like, he drops them off uh, in the fucking middle and he's like, Gwen asked me to give her private dagger lessons, so I can't stay. I gotta go. Yeah. He, like, goes off to give her private dagger lessons. So it's like, there's, like, off-page Gwen and Azrael shit going down that we're never privy to, and I want it so badly. But, like, there's that stuff, but then we don't see, like, off-page Emery stuff. So we don't see a lot of, like, you know, stuff involving her, I feel like we don't have her whole personality yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see if she's actually going to build her up and build her into a bigger character because I feel like... Why? Because I really, 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 really do not want her with more. (laughs) So bad. Like, I I will be so pissed off if she ends up with more. I have to tell you, I 100% think she's going to be with more. <laughs> like, I, like, if there was... It does not a- make sense to me because Emery's sense of, like, I would say justice. Emery's sense of justice, Emery's sense of morality is very strong. As we see, like... Her father was awful. She saw how he treated her mother. Like, she's just 
I don't know. She's just a very morally strong character, I feel like. And like knowing what we know and like what more said about Nesta, what more wanted Nesta, like she wanted to dump her in Hewn City, like where she was abused or to die in the mortal lands. And like, she's still never apologized for any of that bullshit. So I'm like, if you're going to end up like she, there's no way that her character would actually end up with the person who was that fucking awful to her best friend. And if SJM does that, then she doesn't know her character. Period. Sorry, I just, yeah, no. I feel I, like she's going to, but like Emery as a character would not do that. She just wouldn't. I feel. Unless I feel she's like, just going to keep it like a thing, a secret and like nobody just, nobody talks about it. But like that bothered me too. Because Nesta's not going to be like, oh, well, you know, she's a bitch or whatever. Because I feel like Nesta would be like, she's a bitch. See, I don't know. I feel like Nessa would hold her tongue so that Emery like didn't feel bad about it. Like I would I would want her to be like, she's a bitch, don't date her. But I feel like Nessa would be like, I'll be your wing lady. Like I'll wing I'll wing you. Yeah, but like would she want her her friend with someone that awful? Because she knows that more is a suspicious bitch. Bitch. I think she would want her friend to be happy and like it would be Mm -hmm. like she can she can put that above her own personal feelings about more which is unfortunate because like I want Emery with someone who yeah. I mean what what I'm is just he the type of person doing? who would be like you should not date them they're a piece of shit like I would be that person to like straight up tell you they're a bad yeah. person but that's I a don't good trust friend. them that's what that's the good friend and that's what you should say to people you know but you that's should be what honest. I'm saying like Nesta would like her character would say that and so if SJM's just going to be like, Nesta's going to be her wing woman and Emery's going to get with more and everyone's going to be one big happy family. Like that would not fucking happen. I know. I know. Unless like, unless like we said, SJM just comes in and she's going to be bringing like she did in this last book, random ass characters, random ass characters, and then like made them off. Like it might not even, Emery might be with someone we don't even know. Same with Elaine, same with Az, same like, you know, well, Gwen was brought in for Az. She was already well, a new character for Az. Thank you very I much. I don't know. I kind of am, am starting to get on the ship because I was a Gwen real for, and I am still but for a you long didn't time. See the whole, you didn't see the whole thing that I wrote for Gwen real. I, I got did not. so many DMs for that. With people I didn't going, see it. With people going, oh my God, I didn't even think of that. And like I did all. Wait, where was it? It was a couple days ago on my story. No, I wrote, I read the first, it was the one with the clouds, right? It had a cloud backdrop. It was a blue backdrop, but then there was another one with a pink and purple backdrop, which was like paragraphs. It was the pink and purple one that I was reading. That's what I read. Okay. So wait a second, then can I still see the blue one or no? Is it off now? Because it's the story. I think I put it under my Gwen highlight. Okay. I'll go back and read it. But um, I, um, I, I, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I actually think that Az might end up being mates with Reese's sister too. Like, like Ooh. I'm like walk, Oh, Reese's like, sister. I, I think it could be a possibility. Like, if she's gonna go down the Tamlin, like killing Tamlin off route, which is gonna be very, very upsetting to me. I could see her making Azriel Reese's mate, possibly. 
Because he's the one that brings her up in CC3. Like, he's always kind of, like, talking about her, like, a little bit. Like, like you don't really see Cassian talking about Well, so... So... It's Asriel. I feel like she made Asriel um, bring her up because Reese would have said her name. And I think Asriel, as a character, he kind of has a sixth sense. He knows all their secrets. He's the spy master. So I feel like with him being in the company of a stranger, he wouldn't let information like that slip. And that's why he's like, oh, she, she looks like Reese's sister. He wasn't going to say her name. And that's why mm-hmm. I think she had Asriel bring her up because Cassian wasn't even really in this book. So it was between him and Reese. And Reese technically would have said her name. He wouldn't be like, oh, my sister, again for the 50 millionth time. So she had to have it be Asriel. Because Azriel was there at the time. It was just him and Nesta. And Nesta wouldn't have known that. Yeah, I don't know. And I found it... You know? I also find but it there's... weird that, like, she picked Nesta and Azriel to focus in CC3. I don't know. Like, it was like... A, like, they're not a weird pairing, but it was kind of weird that yeah. she picked those two, right? No, I really loved their... Part of... Akasif that I really loved was their friendship and I wanted a lot more of their friendship so I was actually I want really more. I was really happy that we got that in CC3 um especially after the whole like dining like not dining room table like kitchen table scene when they're just like sitting across from each other just assessing each other and it was like there was there was like a mutual understanding of power or whatever the quote was and I was like they get each other I like this yeah, um, but I also like when Asriel, or like th- when it was, I forgot who's POV, but like, you know, it was, yeah, it was like that Nessa never balked away from him. Like she was not afraid of him or yeah. whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I loved when they were exchanging gifts and like Nessa like gave him the hug. It was, and he, and he like kind of was like taken aback by it, but like didn't and then hate he it. <laughs> I know. See, and that's why the hug in CC3 is not weird. Because they have hugged before. Everyone's like, Azriel isn't a touchy-feely person. First of all, how do you know that? Just because people don't hug him? Nesta hugged him and he was like, oh, someone's hugging me. <laughs> like, well, he was he was like a little taken aback by it. Like, because he was nobody like hugs like... him! Give my baby some love. He needs, <laughs> he needs it. The only person who hugs him is his mom, who he sees I like, I don't know, periodically, I guess we can guess. But oh, I love I do I do love Azrael's character. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm really excited about his book. But yeah. Do you remember in both Akamath and Akawar, there are I wanna say that there's three, but there might solidly be two. There's a scene, there's scenes when they're talking about Azrael's job, and I forget who it is. But I think it might be Cassian and Reese. But they're talking about Azriel's job and they're talking about when he takes, not really hostages, but when he takes prisoners down to the dungeon to convince to speak, so to say. And right. they are like, he always leaves two of them alive so he can bounce them off one of each other to see who's lying. And so... I, th- I think it was Reese and Cassian, and I don't know who said it in which book, but someone says it in Akamath, and someone says it in Akawar, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure someone says it 
an Akasith, but it might have been twice an Akawar. But anyways, oh, no, it was definitely Akasith. It was Akasith. Someone says it, too, where it was after the soldiers, Eris's soldiers, when he takes, or whatever. And so they're like, he always leaves two of them alive to bounce them off each other to see, like, who planned the coup or whatever it was. I, again, I don't know the exact quote, but they do say he always leaves two prisoners alive. He always at least takes two. So if you remember when they're talking about the attack at Sangreva and Azrael showing up. Oh, and, yeah. I know where you're going with this. And yeah. And so Azriel follows his instincts, whatever, is looking through the temple, finds Gwen in the kitchen, pinned down to the table, obviously being assaulted. And he, <laughs> she literally says, Azriel slaughters them all within minutes. All, all. He took no prisoners. Yeah. Which is super out of character for Azriel. <laughs> so not only, not only did Love he it. and his shadows found the kitchen in Sangreva, wherever Sangreva is, because it's not even in the night court. I know. You. So his know. shadows had to tell him, there's priestesses being attacked at this temple. You need to go and save them or whatever. Because we know that the night court temple is Sisir. They've talked about Sisir a bunch of times and how it's, you know, a part of the night court's northernmost territory, or I think they said northernmost territory or whatever. But they never say where Sangreva is. And I I will say that I still think Sangreva is an autumn court temple because um, Lucian notices the rug that is in whatever. And Lucian mentions in Akawar to Feyre that because he was the seventh son, he got to train and he got to travel around and learn his people, like talk yep. to his people, all of the different types of people in the autumn court. So I think he did, you know, oh, I should check out one of the, our temple or whatever, you know? So Azrael's shadows had to tell him that there's an attack there. They, him and Moore go there. And I find it funny that, um, I find it funny that she retconned that both him and Moore were there. Um, because Azrael had to be there, right? Yeah, so, How did she retcon that, though? Well, Moore didn't know in Akamath. Okay. Because Reese says, oh, Asriel told me that the temples were sacked or whatever, and Moore looked surprised. Or, like, Moore looked over to Asriel or something. Like, she looked shocked or whatever. And then in Akasif, it's like, oh, Moore went with him and all of this stuff. Because it was kind of, it was, she was doing the thing where she's trying to throw us off where, like, are Moore and Asriel the rejected me? And all of this stuff. So I see where you're going with this, SJM. I see and what they, you're and doing. They still, they still might be. I see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But anyways. <laughs> so anyways, they get to this giant temple. And he is somehow led to the kitchen where Gwen is. Sees one look of her being raped, right? Slaughters them all in seconds. All of them. <laughs> all of them 
doesn't keep one, doesn't keep two to yeah. ask who sent them, why they were sent. Killed them all. Yeah. And then, and then, which someone on Instagram pointed out, and I don't know why I never thought of this, but he found a cloak and draped it over her and then carried her over to Moore. First of all, Gwen let him carry her over to Moore. She didn't mention being scared of him at all. So automatically, it's odd that there's a sense of safety there that he she allowed him to carry her over to Moore. But also, where else do we see someone getting a coat draped over them? Except Lucian draping his coat over Elaine after he found out they were mates. Damn, you guys are really like, really pulling some parallel strings there. Because I I personally, I mean, the cloaks are, I don't think that him carrying her, like that sense of safety, in in my opinion, I'm like, I think that means nothing. I mean, she was just being raped. So I think like anyone besides that person. But you would think that she would be uncomfortable with another guy touching her touching her and he would just Possibly. be like oh more come over here and whatever yeah but the yeah. fact that he scared her, her up, and picked her up and and he's not like one to carry well i guess he carried briar when they were getting out well, of they kind of had to escape a, oh yeah. no he carried elaine he carried elaine and briar he carried and both, oh, he carried both. Dude, but, they were, but they were being attacked by like beasts and stuff like Azrael had already killed all of the soldiers yeah yeah um I like that I like the cloak comparison I didn't even think about that like is that like SJM's like secret mate thing is like wrapping the cloak around your mate I don't know interesting that's <laughs> very interesting see I'm like I'm just I don't want to put too much stock into anything. I mean, you know, I guess I Faze like- and Nessian's was abuse, and then Elaine's and Gwen Reels is like <laughs> a sweet little coat. <laughs> savage, you're so savage. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I love it. Well, no, well, Faze's and Nessian's was like sex, and Gwen yeah. Reels and Illusions were like a nice little cloak over them yeah, to yep. protect emotional them. they're more of an emotional connection i think people are going to come after yeah. me and be like say it's an emotional connection yeah, i like yeah. i don't know if yeah. i would really say they're more of like the power like i'm gonna crush this person oh and yeah, crush, yeah, yeah, yeah smite my enemies and because um, it's funny that it's funny because asriel and lucian are a lot more alike than they would ever admit they, to they are very they are very much alike alike yeah very much alike so the fact that um Azrael basically found his mate in her on her worst day being traumatized Elaine finding her mate on her worst day being traumatized both of the males putting the cloaks over them yeah. and like holding them no I, I know I, it's a, I like how you stated that how they're those women in their most traumatizing days and this is who is there and this is and see that's and what did she do here do you see what she did here i i see nothing that she did besides cause everyone in the fandom a problem <laughs> what did she do enlighten me 
So Gwen's been in the library for two years, right? Yeah. And I feel like, of course, we don't know because we haven't exactly been in Gwen's head as much as, as, you know, Elaine's and, and whatever. I feel like Gwen probably felt the bond after he killed those soldiers but obviously she was traumatized she couldn't deal with it which is just like elaine yeah traumatized she doesn't want to deal with it it's been a while right she still doesn't really want to see lucian and i feel like even though asriel hasn't physically really i mean he kind of has felt the bond i know some people will come after me for saying that i think he kind of has but you have to remember that unless it's physically snapping or snapped you're not gonna know what it is if you've never had a mate because it could feel like i feel like it would feel like anxiety do you think so why I don't know like like you can be drawn to someone and not have any idea why you're drawn to them and I feel like Asriel probably because he is that white knight character that we've said before I feel like he's just like okay I'm too attached to her because I helped save her and that's why he didn't want to like visit all the time and check up on her because he probably felt like he was gonna be overcrowding her or she would just basically by seeing him get re-traumatized until like obviously he saw her training with Nesta and he's like oh shit oh shit oh shit and then like and then we have like the whole thing where he makes a conscious decision to help Cassian train them because at first it was just Cassian remember and then he's like oh Azrael's gonna join us to help train you guys and like I I want to know what sparked Azriel into being like, okay, maybe I should help train them. Because you can't really tell me it wasn't his shadows <laughs> being like, we need to see her again. We need to see her again. <laughs> because look I love that you think that. I love that. I, I don't know because, if I agree, but <laughs> well, because look what they did in the bonus chapter. His shadows tell him everything they told him the temples were being attacked right they Mm -hmm. tell him you know whatever they're always whispering in his ears like even during solstice i think it was nesta in akathas maybe who noted like in the shadows whispering in his ears and something like that and so his shadows tell him everything they whisper everything that's going on they purposely did not warn him that she was in the training ring that night. He was caught off guard that she was there. And the minute he landed, what happened? His shadows ran over to Gwen and were dancing around her. (laughs) (laughs) And Gwen and, and Azrael was like shy. He was like, the fuck are they doing because they've never done that before he was caught off guard they didn't tell him she was there they're dancing in her breath because it was cold out and 
And how many times during this series has Azriel been described as cold? Yeah. How many times? Oh, that's his whole cold, thing. icy, frozen, you know, all the time. And so that this is one of the things that tipped me off among all the other things, but this is another thing that tipped me off. It was cold out. They were dancing in her breath because it was cold out and she's training, you know, she has leathers on whatever. And he's like, it's cold out, like whatever. And she's like, oh, after a while, you don't notice it. And I was like, I'm like, see, Hello, little Elsa. The cold never bothered you anyway. Oh my god. Yours? <laughs> I love it. I and love and it. then I and did then, not that. And then the shadows are still all excited, swarming around him, and he's like, calm the fuck down. Like, what are you doing? You're embarrassing me. <laughs> and it's go ahead. And he's like, and the whole conversation is so mate coded <laughs> because He's just, he's just like, it's a lie, obviously, but he's like, oh, I forgot something in the house. And she's like, did you now? And he's like, yeah, I forgot my favorite dagger. And she's like, a comfort to every growing child. (laughs) (laughs) She's very sassy, I like it. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, I sleep with one under my pillow. She's like, yeah, comfort to every growing child. (laughs) And he's like, and then in his monologue, he's like, what he didn't tell her is that he does actually sleep with a dagger under his pillow. <laughs> it's funny though, because I want to bring this up and, and I'm a Gwen Real fan. I will say this, but I've noticed that as tries to stay away from Gwen, like in my opinion, like he's like that, like he's yeah. like finding excuses to leave. Like he didn't want to stay in the ring with her when he saw her down there initially. That's and, not true. Like, no, That's, it is. That, he, no, he, he, that is he not was true. Like, oh, I will pull it up. Oh, I didn't know you were. Oh, I didn't know you were training. Um, I'll let you go. Like he like doesn't want to be around her. No, and no. I find and <laughs> but no, no. I will. I will pull it up right now. The actual conversation. The actual conversation is him be yeah saying like oh you know <laughs> I should you know, let you train or whatever. And she's like, or, or he's like, are you dismissing me? She like dismisses yeah, him. But that's what I mean is he was like, he was like, kind of like prickly. Like I would call it like, are you dismissing me? That was kind of like prickly of him. I was like, Ooh, that kind of gave me the I think that was funny because. You get the ick? No, I think that was funny because all, like, all the females are like, Azriel, Azriel, Azriel. And I just find it fucking hilarious that his mate is like, have a nice night. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I need to fucking find the whole thing. because I, I want him. I want him to, like, maybe he's just clouded by his infatuation of Elaine right now but I want him to want to be more around Gwen because I don't see that like I don't see the pining on his end he's just this is my thing this is my thing with Asriel I think uh, like I said the white knight syndrome I think that he fully believes that him being drawn to her is because oh I I have to keep saving her I have to you know, make her stronger. I have to blah, blah, blah. But his head, but his heart is like, I know she can do it herself. She's already proven that to me. 
Yeah. And so that's why he's like, okay, I need to take a step back and let her do it herself. Yeah. That's what that's that's what that was. So I've been you so to- vigilant about keeping away from Elaine as much as possible and had stayed up here to avoid her. He's been avoiding Elaine until tonight, apparently. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> he he aimed for the training pit, giving in to the need to work off the temptation, the rage and frustration, and writhing need. It was, he found it already occupied. His shadows had not warned him. <laughs> it says his shadows had not warned him. <laughs> I fucking love it. They're like, fuck you. We want to see our mate, bitch. Yeah. It was too late to bank without appearing like he was running, so he landed in the ring a few feet from where Gwen practiced in the chill night, her sword glimmering like ice in the moonlight. She stopped mid-slice, whirling to face him. So first of all, she sensed him land. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry, I knew you were all going to the river house, so I don't think anyone would mind if I came up here, and it's fine, I came to retrieve something I forgot. The lie was smooth and cool as he knew his face was. His shadows peered over his wings at her. The young priestess smiled, and Azrael thought it might have been directed at his curious shadows. Again, she's the only one who treats his shadows like actual beings, too. Yeah, yeah. But she just hooked her coppery brown hair behind an arched ear. I was trying to cut the ribbon. She pointed with her sword at the white ribbon, which seemed to glow silver. Aren't you cold? His breath clouded in front of him. Gwen shrugged. Once you get moving, you stop noticing it. He nodded, silence falling. For a heartbeat, their gazes met. He blocked out the bloody memory that flashed, so at odds with the Gwen he saw before him now. See? It's the White Knight Syndrome. He's... <laughs> her head ducked as if remembering it, too, that he'd been the one who'd found her that day at Sangava. Happy solstice, she said, as much a dismissal as it was a holiday blessing. He snorted. Are you kicking me out? <laughs> it wasn't he said, Sam. He said, are you kicking me out? Yeah, are you kicking me out? So he didn't want to leave. Gwen's teal eyes flashed with alarm. No, I mean, I don't mind sharing the ring. I just, I know you like to be alone. But he likes to be with you more. Her mouth quirked to the side, crinkling, the freckles on her nose. Is that why you came up here? Sort of. I forgot something, he reminded her. At two in the morning. (laughs) She knows he lied. He's like, I'm so smooth. I'm the best liar. And she's like, at two in the morning, bitch. (laughs) Calling him out. She has called him out. See? Mate shit. Pure amusement glittered in her stare. Better than the pain and grief he'd spied a moment before. So he offered her a crooked smile. I can't sleep without my favorite dagger. A comfort to every growing child. (laughs) Azriel's lips twitched. He refrained from mentioning that he did indeed sleep with a dagger. Many daggers, including one under his pillow. How was the party? Her breath curled in front of her mouth and one of his shadows darted out to dance with it before twirling back to him like it heard some silent music. This is what reminds me of them dancing to his humming in the cave in the CC3 mm. chapter. Only Gwen and Asriel. They hide from Elaine. And so we know from that bonus chapter that they're around and they're twirling and twining when they're content. When they're happy and they're enjoying something. And they're like, oh, fuck Elaine. <laughs> they're like, you are for her, bitch. 
Like, I'm playing with our mate right now. <laughs> Fine, he said, and realized a heartbeat later that it wasn't a socially acceptable answer. <laughs> it was nice, he added. Not much better. So he asked, did you and the priestesses have a celebration? Yes, though the service was the main highlight. I see. She angled her head, hair shining like molten metal, which compares her to the autumn court. Thank you very much. Do you sing? He blinked. It wasn't every day that people took him by surprise. But why do you ask? They call you shadow singer. Is it because you sing? I am a shadow singer. It's not a title that someone made. She shrugged again irreverently. Do you though sing? <laughs> she like doesn't care. She's like, eh, she whatever. She challenges him and he loves it. As couldn't help his soft chuckle. Yes. She opened her mouth to ask more, but he didn't feel like explaining. Fucking see, SJM. See, or that demonstrating. Is, that was weird to me. That's weird to me. He like doesn't feel like explaining, doesn't want to linger, doesn't want to stay around. Like I I feel ooh. like the shadow singing thing is like linked Private. to his past. Like we know that it's linked to his past because he didn't really have his shadows until he made friends with his shadows when he was in the dungeon as a little kid. Right. So Sarah's definitely keeping that whole backstory for his book. But ugh, I want to know. <laughs> or demonstrating, since that was surely what she'd ask next. I cannot wait for them to sing a duet. It's going to be the cutest fucking thing ever. It's going to be so cheesy. I hope they don't. I love <laughs> cheesy bait shit. Stop it. I love it. As jerked his chin to the sword dangling from her hand, try cutting the ribbon again. With you watching. He nodded. She considered and he wondered if she'd say no, but Gwen blew out a breath, steadied her feet and balanced and sliced. A beautiful, precise blow, but it didn't sever the ribbon. Again, he ordered, rubbing his hands against the cold, grateful for its bracing bite and the distraction of this impromptu lesson. See, he was grateful that she was there. Gwen sliced again, but the ribbon remained unyielding. You're turning the blade a fraction as it comes parallel to the ground, he explained, drawing his Illyrian blade from down his back. Watch. He slowly demonstrated, rotating his wrist where she did. See how you open up right here? He corrected his position. Keep your wrist like that. The blade is an extension of your arm. Gwen tried the movement and as slowly as he had and watched herself correct, fighting against the urge to open up her wrist and rotate the blade. She did it three times before she stopped falling into the bad habit. I blame Cassian for this. He's too busy making eyes at Nesta to notice such mistakes these days. <laughs> I, lo I love that. When Asriel laughed. Laughed. He laughed at her. I'll give you that. Gwen smiled broadly. Thank you. <laughs> Asriel dipped his head in the sketch of a bow. Something restless settling in him. The fucking bond. Yeah. Even his shadows had calmed, as if content to lounge on his sh shoulders and watch. I know. I did love that. But sleep. He needed to at least attempt to get some. Fuck off, Asriel. Happy solstice, Asriel said before aiming for the archway into the house. Don't stay out too much longer. You'll freeze. Gwen nodded her farewell again facing the ribbon a warrior sizing up an opponent all traces of that charming irreverence gone which I want to point out every time 
Azriel goes against someone, Feyre and Nesta have both been like a true warrior sizing up an opponent. An opponent. So another mirror there. Yeah, yeah. And Azriel <clears throat> entered the warmth of, warmth of the stairwell, and as he descended, he could have sworn a faint, beautiful singing followed behind him. Could have sworn his shadows sang in answer. He slept as well as could be expected, but when Asriel returned to the river house to gather his presents, he found Elaine's necklace amid the pile. I also want to point out Elaine has never given back any of Lucian's gifts. Ooh, I love that. Um, We're going going to finish our Gwenriel segment, but (laughs) we're talking about the polls that I've been putting up on Instagram and how I literally never ever think that it's gonna sway the way that I want it to (laughs) and and I put them up expecting to make myself mad when people don't think the same as me (laughs) literally get so mad and it's so stupid (laughs) but I'm like they're never gonna think this they're never gonna like the poll's never gonna sway the way that I want it to sway (laughs) and like some of these fucking polls like they end up the way that I want it to go and I'm honestly just shell-shocked because I'm like I cannot tell people what to think but make me a motherfucking Daymati I would fucking love that like honestly, honestly I would love to have Reese's power Oh, it'd be awesome. I could change all these assholes' minds on whatever I wanted it would be great even in the real world it would be fucking lovely to just have everything I, the way that I think. I literally, you guys, I was just about to tell Melanie, like, I was cracking up because I I have been on the internet, like, on all the social media, Tumblr, and, like, all stuff, and I have been seeing a oh, portal. Massive, yeah, massive, like, uptake of, like, the Corsta theory, which we all know where that's originated from, and she's like, she goes, I want to say right now, there better not be one motherfucking person that takes credit for that fucking theory. I swear to God. I swear to God. It's all you, girl. It's, it's all you. It's <laughs> I, I, like, love it because, like, she was, like, <laughs> Melanie's, like, I love how you think you're, like, not so influential. <laughs> because I literally, like, I see this shit online and I was, like, I know exactly where that started from. I know exactly who started that shit. It's all over Tumblr. I'm like, I fucking know that person who influenced all these people. It's Dude, not gonna happen. On Tumblr, you better tell me. I'll send it to you from here on out. Because like Ooh. I've just been seeing like all these courses. I forgot about my totally put it on. Um if so you I can't have on Tumblr. Are you on Tumblr? You're on Tumblr now, right? Yeah, I'm on Tumblr. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I'm I ever actually see you around on Tumblr. I don't ever post and I'm not on there frequently the only reason that I was on tumblr was because I was so upset about Nessian and, and like I was just like staying there fuming and I was like I'm going online to tumblr because they have some really good stuff on there to see what people are saying and th- and then I ha- saw that thing come up and I was like it makes so much sense but um, yeah. so I just think that you have a little bit more sway than you think you do and I always laugh like I crack up because all of this, like, Nessian hate, I'm like, oh, I feel like Melanie's really, like, soaking the flames hey. on that. 
No, I kid you guys not though. How many texts did I send you today? Like how, how many, like not even just today, like the last week, the amount of DMs that I've gotten from completely random people based on my stories and my posts, like these are people that love Nessian. Okay. These are people that love Nessian and again, we're going to go back to Gwen real, but I, every time I'm shocked because I'm like, I do not expect these polls to go the way that I want them to go. But I put up a poll on my Instagram. And if you guys follow me, you probably saw it. A few of them actually, but there was a specific (laughs) one where I asked huge question. Many of these polls are both for me and for the podcast, but do you think that Nesta and Cassian should break up? slash be the rejected mate trope if they are mates, which I'm not still 100% convinced. And so the two things on the poll were, yes, Nessian should break up. They're toxic or no, they'll figure out their shit. And so the poll just ended an hour ago, right? Do you want to know the final results? I do. I do want to know because as you know, I'm like, first of all, (laughs) first of all, I want you to guess what the final, final result is. Well, I could just tell based off of your attitude right now that most people think they're going to break up. What would be your guess on the percentages? I would say, I I feel like it'd be probably pretty 50-50. There's a lot of fighting right now in the fandom. I would say 50-50. I would say, no, I would say like 60-40. 60% think that they're going to break that's up. That's very, that's very good. That's very good. 5941. <laughs> that was so close. <laughs> 59, 59% said they should break up. 41% said they'll figure it out. So I, I would be okay with like a third act breakup and like reconciliation. Like, I need I need Cassian to be to like step up like he needs to be a better mate I love Nassian together I love Cassian so that I really suffer with this this is this is hard on me I had three more pools well one of them one other one was about Nessian. So okay. there was another post it says there's just two sentences it says Nesta wanted Cassian Cassian wanted a mate that was the post and so under that, I just put a, I just put a poll, no commentary, no nothing. And I put agree. It was lust slash longing since Tanwin died or disagree. He wanted all of Nesta. What do you think the result of that one was? First of all, I would have voted disagree because he said he wanted Nesta from the first time he saw her too. It was like love at first sight. I would say it was love at first sight. Um, <laughs> Probably like seventy thirty. Sixty-eight thirty-two. Very very good. <laughs> but sixty eight said it was lust and thirty-two said it was Nesta. So even the Nessian fans think that it was lust. I I don't think it was lust. I don't. Take away the sexual aspect of Nessie and what do you have? 
literally what do you have between them literally okay but the bonus chapter you can't use akawar no why not why not akawar counts the bonus chapter the bonus chapter it was like what was it called uh, ember wings and, and embers or something wings and ember wings and ember that was I lost too Wait a second, wait a second. Can we also talk about how the bonus chapter was Wings and Ember and then we have Ember standing up for Nesta? I don't know. Against I thought that was Cassian. I, I guess I guess recent Cassian. <laughs> so I'm kind of impressed by that. I didn't catch yeah. on to that actually. Wings and Ember. Why would that bonus chapter be titled Wings and Ember? Why is that the only, only bonus chapter that has a title? <laughs> Weird, right? Hmm. wings cassian but like ember wings and embers what does ember well, have to i do think it was supposed to be Nesta? i think it was supposed to be foreshadowing probably <laughs> what Nesta's power was gonna be flames but know. she's got yeah like her embers like silver flames so i well, consider it like fair this fire was, this was what middle of Akamath. yeah so at this point when she wrote that she could have still been thinking that Nesta was going to end up with Lucian. Oh, that's right. Okay. But because then remember, she was like, oh, then I was writing and I was like, oh, I can't keep these two away from each other, actually. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, probably after she wrote that bonus chapter, she was like, fuck, it's over. It's Cassian. Like, yes. It ain't Lucian. <laughs> it's not going to be Lucian. It's poor Lucian. He's just like, not you know i actually to be fair i actually would i would definitely prefer lucian with elaine they just i feel they just i don't know i feel like they just are better suited for each other they click to me they click the problem is for me is that elaine all Elaine clicks more with Lucian than with Asriel. But it's funny because, like, Asriel's kind of similar to Lucian. Like, they're kind of very similar people. You know, like, I think Lucian's yeah. a little bit more, like, snarky, maybe sarcastic, yeah. and, like, witty and clever. Yeah. And Asriel's a little bit more, like, chill, but, like, he's very kind. He's, like, polite. He's, I don't know. The they thing both, with, but... like, the thing, yes and no. I feel like, obviously, Azrael is more of a warrior. He's an Illyrian, you know, brute strength. Even if Cassian is, like, the general and blah, blah, blah. Like, Azrael is very close to that, despite yeah. his job being more, like, secretive and low-key. And, you know, he can yeah. still hold his own, like, in the war. And he's still he still helps Azrael command the legions and all of stuff like that. Whereas Lucian, like, yes, as Farrah said, he's a warrior in his own right, and she doesn't know the full scope of his powers. None of us do. But Lucian loves being an emissary. He loves traveling. He loves talking things through with his words rather than with, you know, swords and strength and fighting. He yeah. prefers to talk things through, which is just like Elaine. Yeah. Which Cassian and Asriel... And then you have Nesta and Elaine and like Lucian and Tamlin. Like I feel they're like they're all like they're all two sides of a coin, but one of them is always brute strength and one of them is always like more intellectual. So So 
Like Nesta would be the warrior and Elaine would be the one who likes to talk things through because again, we we know that she doesn't like fighting. We know that she doesn't like bloodshed. And like Tamlin is more of the brawn and Lucian was more of the intellectual, the emissary who likes to go and talk to people. And then Cassian and Asriel, like again, Cassian and Asriel are both warriors, but Asriel would prefer to like do his spying and figure things out that way rather than to actually have to fight unlike Cassian. So I feel like there's always these like groups of like siblings per se. Yeah. Where one is the brawn and one of one is the brains, you know? I like that. I actually really like that. I never have thought of it like that before. (laughs) I have never. Yeah. So like Lucian and Elaine both being kind of the brains, if you, I mean, everyone's smart, but like, more of the people who like to talk things out to problem solve rather than use their fists or their swords or you yeah. know actual brute strength fighting I think they go well together um and I also people forget all the time when they talk about Elaine even people who love Elaine they always talk about her gardening and her baking and like her gentleness but I haven't seen anyone bring up lately that Elaine's very first like wish when we saw her was to travel she wants to travel she told Thera and I think book one I'm rereading book one I'm doing the series for my dozenth time but Elaine was like oh I you know I would I want to go to the continent and I want to travel and all of this stuff so I'm like you're telling me that her and Lucian are not going to be good mates, but literally Lucian is traveling around as an emissary, traveling around even because he doesn't have a solid home at the moment. So, you know, <laughs> he's going from the spring court to the night court, probably stopping off in dawn with Nuon or in summer with Tarquin. Like he travels to every single court. He has friends in every single court, the mortal lands. He probably has friends on the continent from when he literally traveled with Papa Archer on her father. So he's going to have stories about her father for her. I, and I've said this before, I want him to take her to the continent on the boat that was named for her. Yeah. I think that would be great. And I want him to tell her the stories of like what him and the dad talked about during that. But Elaine wanted to travel. Lucian is a literal traveler. And that's even putting aside all of the symbolism with the sunshine and the light and the fox and the fawn and, you know, being compared to nature and like all this other stuff, you know, flower and flame, fox and fawn, sunlight, sunshine, light, both of their names mean light (laughs) too. Like both of their names mean light. Both of them like to talk things through. Both of them love to travel. Like people make it seem like, oh, they're not going to be they're not good for one another they have nothing in common like since when yeah yeah they have everything in common (laughs) and then I bring that up and then of course they switch gears and they're like well opposites attract and it's like (laughs) you just said that they don't mesh though (laughs) and I gave you an argument against that um but also just the fact that she's Again, and I've said this a million times, but the fact that she's always seated near the sunniest window. And what do you need, Elaine? Sunshine. Lucian is literally the heir of the sunshine court. He doesn't know it yet, or maybe he does know it yet. He's hiding it. 
but he's the heir of the day court. The day court is going to have gardens. It is the sunshine court. Their symbol is the sun. They're going to have gardens for her. Well, I was also thinking today because I was like, you know, I'm like, the Elrials have, do have a very convincing argument. But I was thinking about a couple of things with Elaine. The scene when Nesta told her in Silver Frames to like, fuck off, right? When she's, she's like, don't ruin Farrah's, don't ruin Farrah's birthday. And Nesta's like, oh, fuck off. And Elaine, I, like, I would think she would be like slightly offended or kind of hurt. And she loved it. And she was yes. laughing and she was entertained by it. Just and like Lucian. <laughs> Just like Lucian. That's what I mean. And I was like, it kind of struck me as odd. And I was like, so Elaine, I'm wearing my PJs, guys. It's been a long day. <laughs> I have um, I have a post. And I don't, again, I forget what we, I forget half of what we said in season one. I'm sorry if I already I, mentioned yeah. it. But I have a post on my Instagram where I put that scene with Nesta and Elaine and the scene in Akatar with Lucian and Pharaoh when she goes, uh, you're such a prick or whatever. And he laughs and he's like, much better. Yes. They, like, <laughs> Elaine likes people, yeah. like, she likes that type of stuff. Like, that's Lucian. a good sign, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. I love it. And I was like, when I read that, I was like, ooh, baby Lucian's gonna and, happen. And even better because Feyre compares her and Nesta all the time. So, like, in that scene, it's Pharaoh with Lucian. And then in the other scene, it's Nesta with Elaine. And she's like, oh, sometimes I don't know who's worse, me or Nesta. So the fact that Nesta was like, fuck off to Elaine. And Pharaoh was like, you're a prick to Lucian. And him and Elaine have the exact same reply. Yeah. Same exact reply, different font. Yes, I loved it. I love it. And then, and then I was, cause I was thinking about it and I was like, I'm not, it's not that I'm opposed to Elaine and Azrael being together. I'm certainly not because I do think they'd be a cute couple. I love Azrael. Like I love him even more, but, um, I was thinking about her solstice gifts to him and it wounds my heart to read that she never got Lucian a gift. But then I was like thinking about the types of gifts Elaine was giving to Azrael and they're clever. Like they're like interesting fascinating gifts like the headache powder the best gift givers I was gonna bring that up yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. so um I was like even though she's not getting him a gift that they would be a wonderful couple together because they they're so creative and clever and witty and people don't see it you know what I mean I don't know whether this was a purposeful thing by SJM but (laughs) And I keep saying, as I said before, as I said before, but I have to like, you know, connect everything. So it's like, I know that Elaine isn't getting him any gifts back, right? But, but we did have the scenes in Akawar where they're talking, right? And, you know, Lucian always ends up leaving. It's not like, Elaine doesn't really dismiss him. It's usually Feyre or Nesta walking in the room. And then they're like, okay, you're done. Go. So, like, Elaine never actually dismisses him. But she doesn't engage with him. And she does she dismiss was talking, him. She was talking. And actually, in the scene where he comes back after um, 
they get Maja to look her over and Maja's like, oh, have her mate see what's see if there's anything wrong with her. That scene where he's like assessing her through the mate bond and whatever, yeah. which I always bring up. Right. I was gonna bring that up. Go ahead. Yeah. So like he's like, she's fine or whatever. And like she's like, huh. And like she like jumps up and she's like, it's like you tugged on a rib. And like they're mates. Like she felt it. Like we have that scene with Faison, we have that scene with Illusion. I'm not gonna bring up that we don't have it with Nessian, but that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> just so you know. But, but, then, <laughs> but so then we have the scene in Akafas, and again, I don't read Akafas a lot. I'm sorry, I don't remember whether it was before or after Solstice. I think it might have been after. But anyways, they're sitting near the tea cart and he's like just sitting there, right? And, you know, I think it was Farah. It has to be Farah, who's like, he was gripping the, the chair so tightly. Like he, like, like he was gripping the chair so tightly, but he was sitting there with her nicely. You know, they have like a little bit of back and forth, not a ton, and Elaine is kind of like, I know that Farah kind of set this up and she's kind of pissed. And she's like, oh, do, do you want do you want any snacks or whatever? Like, just to be kind of polite. Do you want any snacks or whatever? And he's like, no, I'm good or whatever. And she like gets up to get them anyway. Like she ignores him and like goes into the kitchen anyway. And that's when like, that's when like her and Lucian have the fight about the Band of Exiles and all that stuff. And then Farah goes into the kitchen and, you know, Elaine has that whole thing about, I don't want a male and I don't owe him my time or anything and all of that. And maybe it's me being an illusion shipper, but I don't really think it is because the way that the scene read was that like she was kind of offended that he didn't want her baking. I don't know. Really? I didn't get she was that. kind of offended. And like, maybe she's like, okay, he doesn't want anything from me. So I don't want anything from him. But she never rejects his gifts. And I wanted to make note of that because when everyone's like, she doesn't even like him. She doesn't like his gifts. She doesn't wear them or whatever. Okay, she might not wear them. She might not want to give him false hope that she's ready for anything. But she kept them. (laughs) She kept them. She has them. She did not keep Azriel's. I I was thinking about that all day today, but I want to bring something up to you because I have a question about that. I think that the reason she doesn't keep Azriel's, don't you think so, is because he essentially rejected her. Yeah, when they end yes. up rejecting each other. And I hate when people are like, well, that's just because Reese interfered and blah, 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 blah. I, okay, Reese interfered. However... At that time, Azrael, as we know, is a rebel. Azrael, as we know, will tell Reese to fuck off. If he very well wanted to, he would have been like, fuck off, closed his mind bridge. So there's See, I something I know. So there's something in Azrael that knew it was wrong. He knew it was wrong. He knew that Lucian was sleeping down the hall. And he was probably like, okay. This happened for a reason. I need to stop. Reese is pissed at me. He he wants to talk to me. Fine. Because we get all through Akawar and even in Akamath, through Amarin even, where they're like, 
Azrael will tell anyone to fuck off. Like, Azrael's the rebel. Azrael, you know, will go against orders, you know? And so yeah. the fact that he immediately stopped and didn't tell him to fuck off, didn't close his mental shields, and actually went down to that office, he knew. You can't tell me that he didn't know that Reese wasn't pissed. You could tell that Reese was pissed. He knew that Reese was going to lay into him. And I think he knew that what he was doing with Elaine was wrong. He didn't care at the moment, but there was a part of him that was like, I know it's wrong. I got to stop. And someone actually DM'd me today and I I forget what post they DM'd me off of, but they asked me, they're like, if Reese hadn't shown up, do we think that Elaine would have actually felt like, guilty or this is wrong and eventually stopped and I do actually think she would have because I think that I mean regardless I think that Lucian felt it but he's giving her her freedom because he knows like okay my father and my mother my mom has a terrible marriage you know she was forced into this he doesn't want to be like Baron and Lady Autumn so he's gonna give that's why he's giving Elaine space that's why he's giving her her freedom But I do think it would have hurt him. And I think she would have felt that through the bond. But on the flip side of it, as I said, even if Reese didn't show up, I do think Asriel would have kind of felt guilty as well. Because out of all of the Bat Boys, I do feel like he's the most moral one of them. I agree. I know that people are like, well, he tortures people and blah, blah, blah. As I've said before, he's a Robin Hood. He only tortures the guilty. Yeah, I love I love that. He is a Robin Hood. I've never thought of it like that. Because he's very kind. Like the like- adder and like the soldiers that were overrun by Breelin, being controlled by Breelin. So like it was technically Breelin and not them. And like he They tried- were kind of innocent. Oh, and- well, he said like I tried to keep them alive. Like I tried to get answers out of them, but like they were rabid basically they were were, like they were they were just being controlled so that's why like he only you know so I do feel like his morality would have kicked in anyway and I again I think that's why he didn't say fuck off and put up his mental shields because he knew what he was doing was wrong he knew it he knew it because he knew like he doesn't really have that much beef with Lucian as a person they had been working together on yeah. the autumn court. So I feel like he was probably like, okay, if that was me down the hall and this was my mate, would I, I don't know, would I try to stop it? Would I respect her as much as Lucian does right right now? Like, I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of things running through his head, but like- He's a horny boy. Like he, he was like, mm, I kind of, and as I know that everyone's always like, well, he felt entitled to her and he said that he deserved her. No, and that's not he, what he happened. He never said that. That's not what happened. That's what Reese said. That's what Reese assumed because Azrael was mad. I've, I've said this before, but Azrael was mad that was his 
venting scene. All the other characters, aside from Lucian so far, have gotten the chance to have their little venting scene, to have their little screaming session, to have their little explosion. (laughs) Asriel hadn't. And he has a lot of pent-up shit. So I completely understand where he was coming from, where his PTSD from being in the dungeon, back in the dungeon as a kid, looking at everyone in the outside, being trapped. And that's where he was at this point. Mentally, he was that little kid stuck in the dungeon, looking at his brothers happy and playing outside, happy with their mates, and just feeling like the outcast again. And I feel like that really just kicked up his desperation and his loneliness and his just desire for somebody to care about him again. Because... As we know throughout Akamath and Akawar, like, Reese has really been ragging on him and riding on him and, like, do this, do this, do this, do this. Like, he's been pretty overworked anyway. And I don't know. I just feel like everything caught up to him in that moment. And he's like, well, why don't I deserve, why don't I deserve happiness too? Like, why didn't I deserve for the cauldron to give me a mate? Like, what am I doing wrong? Why? Why does, like, the world hate me? Like, that was his little moment to just vent because it's Reese. It's his brother, right? Yeah. You'd think that Reese would understand of all people. Right. So I was actually, I, I was I was peeved at Reese. I, again, I understand him, but I was peeved at how he was, like, threatening him because you think as someone who knows about Azriel's background, as someone who knows that he was hung up on more, another unattainable female for 500 years, and who knows that his obsession was mo- with more was because was because he thought he didn't deserve her. He goes after people who he doesn't think he deserves, who he knows he's not going to end up with because he doesn't think he deserves it, even if he wants it. So there's that, there's this really confused part of him which is it's like hard to explain but there's on the inside he's just very confused because on one hand he's like okay what have I done that's so bad that I don't deserve to be happy like my brothers and then there's the other side of him that is still kind of that little kid that's like okay I'm a monster I'm you know crazy like I'm the feared shadow singer i'm a torturer i'm a terrible person so i don't deserve a mate after all of this terrible shit that i've done and so i think that's where he's coming from and i think he's honestly just struggling (laughs) from day to day with which side he's on because he's going back and forth because as much as he really 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 wants a mate he still doesn't think he deserves one That was a very long rant. I'm sorry, but no, I like I like it's a good rant. It was a very good rant. I'm just like thinking about it. I'm just thinking about it because both I have seen really good arguments for both. Real, I have seen good arguments for all real. I will. I want to debunk them. Tell me. (laughs) I I have to go back. I'll have to go back and find it. We'll have to go back and find the post. But um, yeah. There's a lot of like. But this is what, like, like I had said with Illusion uh, and why I think that they're going to end up together. And I think Elaine is eventually going to basically get over it and be like, look, I'm a fae. I can't change it. 
whatever. I do think once she speaks to Lucian, she's just gonna, it's gonna be a slow burn. Like, I do think, like, with all the fire and the sunlight and everything, like, that's kind of like the figurative light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. But I do think they're gonna be a slow burn because Elaine is still, Elaine is still kind of grieving not being a human. And honestly, Lucian has never and is still not over the death of Jesminda and the shock of her not actually being his mate, which I don't really blame him because he loved her. Like he yeah. loved her. Um, and everyone's like, he just wants Elaine and he's possessive. Blah, 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 blah. It's like he's not possessive at all. No, like he's not. And as much as Elaine <laughs> is reeling, Lucian is equally reeling they are both traumatized by this they are both shocked by this even in their scenes together both of them are like it's hard to be in the same room lucian says it's so hard to be in the same room with her i don't understand why he feels that way though like i'm not why so like the parallel with asriel which is one of the similarities that lucian and asriel have I do think Lucian is equally torn, not the same way that Asriel is with, with like, I don't deserve this and, but I want this, but I think Lucian's is more like, okay, I, I want Elaine, but I shouldn't want Elaine because like, I told Jasminda that she was my mate and I told her that like, I would always love her and that she was the most beautiful. And now I'm thinking like, okay, Elaine's the most beautiful person I've ever seen. And we see it in the cult in the cauldron scene or in Akawar when he says, like, she's the most beautiful female he'd ever seen. And then it says, like, guilt, greasy, and oily ran through his veins. And he he's like, he once told Jasminda that. So he's still super affected. And he thinks that Jasminda's death is in vain now, which is, I think, the thing that's really catching him up and that's why when he's in the same room with elaine and all of those mate bond feelings are super strong he can't deal with them because it just comes with all of the guilt of everything that happened with jesminda because he's thinking now like okay she died for me and i'm here having these feelings for someone else when i told her like i never would like you're my mate yeah Oh, it's such a good point too. I'm like, so I'm just so torn. I, I think, I think it's going to be illusion. I think it's going to be illusion. Yeah. I think that's, I think the whole Jasmine thing is why Lucian is giving her space. I think he also needs the space because everyone <laughs> makes it seem like he's so claiming and possessive and and I'm like, no, he's not like literally when I was going to say, he's the least he doesn't claim Elaine at all he literally like gives her space never sees her he he lives in a completely separate area Cassian and Nesta would never do that we have a little guest but it's okay (laughs) (laughs) sorry guys (laughs) Uh, I was trying to find where we were to pick up on the Gwenriel bonus chapter well I call it the Gwenriel bonus chapter <laughs> I, I, I call love it. that you call it the Gwenriel bonus chapter <laughs> I call it the Gwenriel bonus chapter um 
so we left off where he finds the necklace amid the pile. Yeah. Of course. Yes. <laughs> um, it says he pocketed it, spent the rest of his day, even the blasted snowball fight with every intention of returning it to the shop in the Palace of Thread and Jewels. But when he returned from the cabin in the mountains, he didn't go to the market square. Instead, Sorry. he found himself at the library beneath the House of Wind, standing before Clotho as the clock chimed seven in the evening. He slid the small box across her desk. If you see Gwen, would you give this to her? So something, something drew him to the library. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I After see that little something sparked in his chest. Yes. Right? Clotho angled her head and it, the enchanted pen wrote on a piece of paper, a solstice gift from you. Asriel sh shrugged. Don't tell her it came from me. Why? Does she need to know? Tell her it was a gift from Reese. That would be a lie. <laughs> I love Clotho. Clotho ships them so hard too. She, she does. <laughs> he avoided the urge to see... This was the first time he mentioned his mother, like, kind of by name. He avoided the urge to cross his arms, not wanting to look intimidating. He blocked out the memory that flashed of his mother cringing before his father, the male standing with crossed arms, in such a way that made his displeasure known before he opened his hateful mouth. That was a very, a very pointed paragraph to throw in there. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah. So we get well, his I just mom I'm like, what? We get his mom in this bonus chapter. We get his mom in that bonus chapter. It's Azriel's book. Next. I can't it's, wait. It's totally. It's totally Azriel's book next. I can't believe people are saying it's Elaine's book. It's Azriel's book. I cannot wait for the scenes with his mom because they're going to be so cute. Oh, they're going to be wonderful. I, I love it. Look, I, as search for the words, his voice becoming quiet. If there's another priestess here who might appreciate it, give it to them. But I'm not taking that necklace with me when I leave. He waited for Clotho's pen to finish writing. Your eyes are sad, Shadow Singer. See, this is why I think Clotho is the spinner of fate. Because I find it curious that the day that Clotho was like, check the sign-up sheet again, Nesta, or wait another couple days, Nesta, and then Gwen was the first one to sign up. And now <laughs> she's like, your eyes are sad, and it would be a lie if I told Gwen it didn't come from you. <laughs> like, I, I know, I know. I lost the snowball fight today. Clotho was smart enough to see through his deflection. She wrote, I'll give it to Gwyneth and tell her a friend left it for her. He wouldn't go so far to call Gwen a friend, but fine, thank you. And again, this was like in the middle of Akasib. They barely but knew like, each other, and yet he was already like drawn to the line. No, yeah, but also he's like, he wouldn't go as far as to call Gwen a friend. He was totally <laughs> deflecting from his own emotion. <laughs> But he does it all the time to her. He, like, doesn't want to linger near her. He doesn't want to, like, stay with her. Like, that's my only wow. life. It, it's almost like it mirrors illusion. Almost like it mirrors illusion. <laughs> you know? He couldn't stand to be in the same room that gets so powerful. Yeah. <laughs> Clotho's pen moved once more. She deserves something as beautiful as this. I will thank you for the joy it shall bring to her. Now, 
how does she know what's in the box? And I don't think she was talking about the necklace. I think she was talking about their mate bond. Ah, uh, don't read into it, Melody. She definitely was no, not talking no. about it. No. There's no, no way. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You're too you're too thoughtful. You're he slid the small box across her desk. How did she know what's in it? How did she know what was in it? How? I mean, that's a good that's a good point. That's a good point. How'd she know it was in it? How'd, How'd she know it was something know? beautiful? She she talks in riddles all the time. She deserves something as beautiful as this. I thank you for the joy it shall bring her. Right after saying, you look sad, Shadow Singer. Clotho means spinner I, of fate. Come on. Come on. I mean, that might be kind of a hard, a hard thing to she sell She doesn't know what's in the box. How does she know it's beautiful? The same person who called Cassian and Reese and made sure that Cassian showed up first for Nesta in the library. Come on. Same person. Really? <laughs> but then if we go, but then if we go by that line of thought, then Cassie and Nesta are absolutely mates. Yeah, absolutely. but I'm saying Reese could have like done something with that, like I've said. But I feel yeah, like Clotho can I feel like Clotho can like feel bonds the mate bonds, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Something sparked in Azrael's chest, but he only nodded his thanks and left. So this is right after she's like, she deserves something as beautiful as this. Yeah. Right after, right after Miss Clotho Spinner of Fate says this. <laughs> he could picture it, though, as he ascended the stairs back to the house proper, how Gwen's teal eyes might light upon seeing the necklace. For whatever reason, he could see it right after talking to Clotho. But Azrael tucked away the thought, consciously erasing the slight smile it brought to his face. He buried the image down deep where it glowed quietly, a thing of secret, lovely beauty, which, as I have said before, exactly mirrors the Quinlar one in Crescent City 2 bonus chapter. You did say that. You did it say that. in her chest the remainder of the day. For Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and i wrote this thing on my instagram because for some reason there was some sort of um not well not really debate but there was some sort of discussion on facebook and so i think i told you like i took it and i like made it this whole um i wrote out this whole thing for my instagram so i'm just gonna like read it so I said that, um, again, it said no less than three times that Azrael always leaves two people alive to interrogate, and the day that he saved Gwen, he didn't leave any of them alive. I said mm -hmm. it mirrors, it brings to my mind three different mirrors, and it's going to obviously change depending on who you ship, but these are who I ship. So I said the first one, first and foremost, would be Lucian snarling at the King of Hybern and then fighting to get to Elaine as they were dragging her toward the cauldron and then spell cleaving in his rage when he was dumped out to protect her. And then I mentioned the cloaks. I did mention the cloaks. How Lucian put a cloak over um, Elaine and as put a cloak over Gwen. 
And then I said it also lightly mirrors re-speeding up Cassian and then mutilating Kier for making a snide jokes about Thera. And it also kind of mirrors, which again, for me, it's my ship, Tamlin taking on the dozens of Hellbeasts to try to save Thera, but also Briar was there. I think, so I think like those are the main points of rage for mates, which I don't remember one for Nessian. Do you remember Cassian getting so mad for Nesta? I don't. That's why it's weird. It's kind of an outlier to me, but <laughs> not that I'm going to get into that, but. I kind of felt like at the time it was like the blood right thing, how like they had been taken in the blood right. Like he but was- if so, so there's a thing too that everyone says that I, that I wanted to bring up, which I'm glad you brought that up because everyone's like, Azrael didn't even care that Gwen was thrown in the blood, blood right. And you know, all this stuff and Cassian was furious. But if you reread that scene, it specifically mentions, yes, it mentions Cassian going off and being upset, but it mentions his siphons flaring and flaring and flaring. And then it goes over to Azrael, and his siphons were equally flaring in rage, the way that they do in rage. Both of really? them. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah. Both of their siphons were fl- It was like Azrael's siphons were guttering like blue flame or whatever. And it was right after it says Cassian's siphons burned like ruby flame. And I'm like, they're both pissed. But at the time, like Azrael is always the more like even keeled one, right? So he's right. going to try to calm down Cassian before thinking of himself. And I just thought that was really a fun contrast. Because everyone's like, he didn't care. He didn't care. I'm like, he absolutely cared. You can tell by the way his siphons are reacting that he's pissed. But he didn't make... I will say he like wasn't like let's go get him let's go stop this let's go. he's like you gotta let them do their thing you gotta let I'm them fight so it glad out. Glad you brought that up. Because what does that mirror? Reese letting Feyre go destroy the Spring Court when everyone Azrael Moore Cassian go get her go get her she's your mate go get her you need to go get her he's like no she can handle it. Like, I want nothing more than to go and get my mate out of enemy territory, but she can handle it. I know she can handle it. I know she can handle it. This is the same exact thing. Because that whole time when he was teasing her going, you won't finish the course, you won't finish the course. And she's like, we'll finish the course. Like, just watch us, Shadow Singer and all that stuff. Like, he has faith in his mate. It perfectly mirrors phase and it does yeah i mean i just i love you know i'm a one real shipper because i'm an illusion shipper but i will say like He's not concerned. He he isn't though. He's not concerned about Gwen. Like in that, he is. He is. He mentions when like a friend. He's he mentions concerned. Gwen and Emery by name. He's he obviously has to add Emery because they can't really leave her out at this point. But he mentions them by name. His siphons are flaring, but he's not going to be like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, because Cassian's already flipping out like that. He can't just he like the- feed into it. He's gonna. 
try to also also because the whole heiress situation was going on with koshi which i know you hate koshi but that whole situation was going on and they had orders from reese where they're like he's like okay like they can handle it whatever we have to go and fucking handle koshi like he i feel like asriel is the type of person where he's going to try to distract himself like oh of- totally told that's why he wants to work so much because he just distracts he yeah. like dissociates so like, that's what he's doing he's dissociating from tra- from worrying about Gwen and worrying about anesta and worrying about emery to like okay we have a mission we have to think about the mission first we have to da, 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 da. and that's why cassian's like hey, and he's like okay i can't be like that because we need to focus right now <laughs> and so he's I that will- type of person so when people are like he's not flipping out he's blah, blah, blah. he's not the type that's going to flip out he's more of the type that's going to try to have faith in his mate more like reese reese is back and forth like yeah. again we see with kier and we see with cassian but to be fair that was right after they solidified the mate bond so we know that they're a little more like that Crazy. you know and yeah. you also have to keep in mind that at this time like Azrael and gwen's art isn't snapped yet it's not fully snapped yet so yeah. while he might have that pull and that anger and you know which reminded me of when he found her at Sangerba, like the siphons flaring and killing everyone immediately. Like he still did that silently. Like he wasn't freaking, like he, he's more of the ice cold rage. Right. Focuses. And if he can, he deflects from it. He distracts himself if he can. So that's what he was doing here. He's like, okay, we have a mission. We have to focus on that. I think the girls can handle it. And he tells Cassian, like, we trained them well. We trained them well. And I think it wasn't just him trying to be like, okay, Cassian, look, calm. I think he was trying to calm himself down as well as Cassian. (laughs) My only thing that I want to bring up to that is that when Elaine was taken, right, by the cauldron or whatever, he seemed more reactive to Elaine being taken by the cauldron than Gwen going into the blood right. Because Elaine, you have to say that? because Elaine can't handle herself. Everyone yeah. treats her like a doll, including Asriel. Yeah. Oh no, Elaine, Elaine can't handle it. Elaine can't fight. She's not a warrior. She's not strong enough. She's, you know, she's like this little doll yeah. to everybody. So, and I also, I, I, again, I'm sorry. I say also, and again, all the time, but I, 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 I love this because everyone that's an Elriel is like, he's like, I'm getting her back and blah, 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 blah. Which, yes, I'm getting her back. But you also have Lucian. I'm getting my mate back. Yeah. They, you know, so Lucian wasn't there at the time. If Lucian was there, it would have been Lucian to be the one to go after her, which is why I think he's going to be the one to save her from Koshi. But that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> So... Asriel, yeah, Asriel has no faith that Elaine can take care of herself. We see this when she asks to scry. He, which Elriel mirrors Phelan for me, and I know a lot of people will probably hate me for that. I just love that statement. That's my favorite statement you've said all night. It does. It mirrors (laughs) Phelan for me because 
you know, Tamlin and Feyre were in love. They, or they thought they were in love. You know, they, they did things for each other. They went after each other. They tried to protect each other. But at the end of the day, Tamlin kind of talked for Feyre and she didn't like that. She wasn't like that. Even though like Tamlin thought like she couldn't really handle herself after Under the Mountain, which she couldn't, but that's a whole, that's, you know, it's perspective wise. And Asriel talks for Elaine the same way that Tamlin talked for Feyre. Wow, Melanie. I have never thought of it like that. And I kind of like, I love that. He does because she's because when they're like, Nesta, you have to scry, you have to scry. And she's like, I don't know if I can. And then Elaine walks in the room and she's like, I'll do it. Right. And what's the first thing out of Azriel's mouth? No, you won't. And Nesta, no, you won't. And she's like, I will fucking do whatever the fuck I want to do. You're not going to tell yeah. me I can't. Yeah. Like yeah. Azriel talks for her and he doesn't think she's capable the same way that Tamlin talked for Feyre didn't think that Feyre was capable. Azrael wants to shelter Elaine. Tamlin wanted to shelter Feyre. <laughs> oh my god. This is <laughs> my favorite revelation all week long. All week long. And you want to know what? Melanie? I've had that like I've I don't I can't believe I've never said that before on the You've podcast. never said that. But it's really profound to me because this is why I'm not opposed to and I think this is why like I subconsciously kind of like I kind of like the idea of Elriel and I think it might because it has it gives Phelan, Phelan vibes Phelan vibes but like I don't think what they are doing is ill-intentioned or no. wrong per se no it never I was Tamlin was trying to protect Feyre because he saw her die under the mountain Azrael's trying to protect Elaine because he saw her die in the cauldron yeah yeah I, and like oh my god I just I don't know why it's like really freaking me out that's a really good Vera was you know rejecting Tamlin's advances because she didn't know if she could trust the Faye yet and then what does Elaine do the second that she thinks that Azrael might not be fully into her she rejects his present same thing wow <laughs> holy shit Holy shit, Elriel is Phelan 2.0. It is. But I loved Phelan. I really did. I like I like I get that Tamlin did those things and like obviously, but oh my god, that's why I kind of have a soft spot for Elriel. Melody. Well Tamlin gets Farah the paint. Azriel yes. took Elaine into the garden. Yes. But you are you are. It's it's Everyone's like, you know, Reese let Farah do what she wanted. He let her, you know, train. He let her do this. He let her do that. Asriel let Gwen handle herself in the blood, blood right. He let her train, even though it was freezing cold out, because it was her choice. You know? But he won't with Elaine, just like Tamlin wouldn't with Feyre. Yeah. Well, and I guess I guess I struggle then because I'm like, to me, I guess it depends on what your version of love and like what a good mate would be, right? Because like, I don't know. But it, but it depends on the person. It depends on the personality. 
It depends on the- Elaine has shown at this point that she doesn't want to be coddled. Yeah. And Asriel is still in that state of mind. Like, we have to coddle her. She can't handle herself. She can't scry. She'll get hurt. The cauldron already kidnapped her once. Like, Tamlin. She's traumatized from under the mountain. You know, Amarantha killed her. And Hybern's after her is going to kidnap her again. And same exact thought process. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I mean, my mind's kind of blown. I don't know why it's blown. Maybe it's because it's super late at night. But, like, to me, that was pretty profound. I don't know. I can't I believe I've I... never mentioned that before. You've never mentioned that. <laughs> El Real, I literally want to do, like, a reel about that. El Real is, like... So basically, and down down to the blow up. Oh my god. Because I because what happened? Lucian's like, just let her just let her train. Just let her come. Just let her no, we can't do that. We can't do that. We can't do that. We can't do that. And I'm not saying that Tamlin wasn't justified in his own right. His fears were justified, just like Azriel's fears were justified, but neither of them wanted wanted that. The women, the women didn't want that. Yeah. That's like, and yeah. so Tamlin exploded because he was, you know, he saw her die. He loved her at that time. Azriel exploded at Reese because he saw her die. He sees that currently she's uncomfortable with Lucian. He's lonely and wants someone of his own, kind of like Tamlin. And if we're going with the Lauren theory, Tamlin already lost somebody. Yes. Who? So. And all, but also it's kind of interesting because if, if we go with the Lauren theory too, it would link Tamlin and um, Asriel. Asriel again, because Sarah seems to be linking as in Reese's sister for some reason. And oh, oh, because I told you, because if Lauren was the one who knew about the portals and the thin places, the only other two fucking people who know are Tamlin yeah. and Asriel. Asriel, yes, yeah, which is why I'm wondering if Asriel knew about their thing and hasn't said shit because he, he might he have. hasn't said shit even about the portals until. CC3. The thing is, which yeah, totally, which seems, seems totally random to us and totally out of pocket and totally against character that he wouldn't tell Reese about this. But what if there's a reason he can't tell Reese about this? What if, like Tamlin, he can't say anything to Reese? I kind of love that. Like, I don't think that's the case, but I love that idea. Because... How, well, how do we know, first of all, that he did not tell Reese about the portals? Because it's, because he says Reese has no idea. Because Ness is like, so like, does, does Reese know? And does really Reese know, know about the tunnels everything? and all this stuff? He's like, no, he has no idea. But does does Asriel really know? Or is Reese kind of like an excellent liar? And well, I... So, the whole... Going back to the High Lords meeting, that whole thing, I don't know why it was always fishy to me. Mm. Like, I understood it, but it was always weird to me that Azrael was the one who's like, be careful how you speak about my High Lady. Like, yes. 
second night court female to be linked to Hamlet. Perhaps. And Azriel, I don't know, maybe Azriel was more of a brother to Lauren than Reese was. Because, again, he's the quiet one. He's the one that's in the shadows. He's the one that just does the spying. I like to think that he found out. He's not going to tell love that. dad. I Reese's, love that. Reese's dad is the one separating them all the time. He's not going to tell Reese's dad that his enemy's son is, like, courting his daughter, like, in secret. Like, and I feel like, and Reese, as the heir at that time who was training, I feel like if he was like, okay, if I tell Reese, he's legally obligated to kind of tell his father, kind of like Tamlin was legally obligated to tell his father things, which I think his father forced his hand, obviously, because he was evil. Totally. But. Totally. Wow. Interesting. We have this re- these really interesting connections between these characters that I've never really thought about before. Maybe because I haven't thought too much about Azrael, but like Azrael's really a lot more connected than we have seen, than we know about. You know what I mean? Which which I want to bring up. Yeah. Sorry, finish that real quick. But I want to bring up that <laughs> if Azrael is the only one who knows about the thin places, the portals throughout Prithian, right? Okay. As we know now. Then, like, <laughs> I mean, Tamlin and Tamlin's father and his brothers, and he was dragged along, obviously. They used a thin place to get into the night court. Why is, nobody, had... why is nobody asking, oh, how did they even get in undetected? I wonder I who can get in places undetected, but as I know. Well. I know. And it never mentions where as and Cassian were that day. No, it never talks about it. Unless they glamored themselves. That's the only thing I could think about. Unless they glamored themselves as Ilarians. But there's still so- but there's still wards. Like in order to if you look at the map. Yeah. Technically, in order to get to Illyria, you would have to pass through Valaris, or at least under Valaris. Okay. And if Valaris is heavily warded so much so that it's hidden from the eye, the only thing that could override a ward would technically be like the portal that was made from by the mother or by the Asteri or by the cauldron, as we've mentioned. So interesting. Azzy, what do you know, Azzy? Does Azriel know what happened? Can he not tell like Tamlin? Because that, be careful how you speak to my high lady, that just seemed very personal to me. And I couldn't put my finger on it. Because I'm like, (laughs) I I don't know. Because like he didn't give Reese a chance to respond. And he didn't give Cassian a chance to respond. He was just immediately like, be careful how you speak about my high lady. Like, I don't, I don't know. And the fact Tamlin never mentions them, like, it's weird. Were, like, they were mentioned, but like, once, like in passing, I know. like, I know. 
doesn't even really look at them except for the whole looks like other preferences run in the Archeron family. Like that was toward Cassian, but like doesn't look at Asriel, doesn't like Asriel had to be like, it was just fishy. I, I will say to you though, don't you think it's kind of weird in How in Silver Flames? He kind of acted like he didn't know Cassian. Like, like I wouldn't be like, no, I, I, he, he knew. He just, he just, I don't know. He just, it was weird. He, it's not like it's not like Cassian, and it, you never see Cassian really insulting Tamlin that I like can remember right like Cassie doesn't really say much of anything to him neither of them really do Asriel has never said anything bad about Tamlin all he said was like oh Tamlin's gonna be upset when he finds out that Feyre is pregnant and then Reese is like oh I don't care about Tamlin whatever yeah but like I don't feel like I recall um Asriel or Cassie saying anything bad about Tamlin no, it was more, and I thought there was a passing comment, and I don't know whether it was from Cassian or Azrael. I think one of them made a passing comment about Tamlin. I forget which one was. It was. Mm. But, like, the fact that they had to have known that Reese was his friend when they were little, because, like, they're fucking brothers. They're right? brothers. Like, they know. Like, I mean, they bring him <laughs> up when Sarah's pregnant. They they literally go out of their way to bring up Tamlin. It was really weird. Yeah, like, Tamlin, <laughs> yeah, Tamlin doesn't care at this point. Tamlin's, like, fucking destroyed. So he doesn't care. Was it Asriel that said that? Because I feel like if it was Asriel that said that, maybe he's thinking back to, okay, so Tamlin got your sister pregnant. And, you know, she's not here. But now he's going to be pissed that... He thought this person was now his second chance mate and you took her and like the night court keeps fucking with everything, which I find kind of funny because it's kind of like the whole Moore and Eris and Cassian thing. I saw a meme the other day where it's like, if I had a nickel for every time Cassian ruined my chance at marriage. I would have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice with Eris and Moore and Nesta. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that's the same with like Tamlin and Lauren and Farah. <laughs> Where Azriel's just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I know. Oh my God, I know. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, I. I can't put my finger on on what they know because we have we have Azriel knowing things that Reese doesn't know and we have Cassian knowing things about Reese that I don't know if other people know like Reese mm-hmm. alludes to the fact that he has these powers that can make him jump forward and back in time Cassian alludes to that and he says, like, oh, my family, my family. But, like, does Feyre know? Like, know. who in your know. family know? Is it just Cassian or is it Cassian and more? And, like, again, we don't really know about Moore's power either. So, like, what? I don't. Mm. It bothers me. Because how does Reese? I don't know. Like, does Azrael know about the sister? And, like, is preventing Reese from knowing? Or can he not tell, like, Tamlin and... Like, why is everybody so secretive? I don't yeah. get it. I know. I know. I don't get it. I'm, I don't get it either. 
Do you think we're going to get maybe some of the Reese's sister story in Asriel's book? Because they're kind of... They're kind Well, it's funny because... That was probably I mean, the first time he brought her up, but we were already yeah. having people that were like shipping her with Asriel, which I think is weird because first of all, that's your adopted brother. Disgusting. No. Mm. <laughs> They're literally oh, like brother and sister. That's kind of so a good no. point. Yeah, that's kind gross. of a good point. Um, but why do I feel like I feel like Azriel might have known? Because if he's keeping secrets about the thin places from Reese, what else is he keeping secret from Reese? Because we know that he's the rebel, and just God. the fact that SJM like just affirmed that Azriel is the rebel. But Azriel knows this, and Azriel knows this, and Azriel knows this. Like, just scattered there. And then we figure out, like, oh, but Reese doesn't know. Hmm. That we know of. That we know of. I'm not convinced that he doesn't know because he's the highest, strongest high lord they've ever seen. I per- and yeah, like but eyes are Nesta, Nesta asks Azriel, like, does he know about these tunnels? Like, does he know about an Azriel? You're putting like, too no, much into know. that. You're putting too much into it, I think. No, because I think he never saw the hologram I, and like the history wasn't passed down as it said the history wasn't passed down because Reese has no idea. And then the bonus chapter where he still doesn't know that Bryce is his cousin. So he has no idea that any of this transpired still. Who was there? Azriel and Nesta. Nesta ain't gonna tell him shit. But why is Azriel still not telling him shit? We don't know that he didn't tell him that. We're gonna get it in the Akatar book. We might see that Azriel's going back and telling him all this stuff if it's a tandem read in the Akatar book. I truly if believe that. If it's a that. tandem read. I don't have any hope that she's going to do a tandem read. I want her to, but I don't have hope that she's going to. I think I she's just going to have us fill in the blanks like she's always done. That's really upsetting because we really need that. Oh, Let me <laughs> say one interesting thing to leave us off with. Bye. <laughs> Which kind of circles back to Elriel a little which I okay. mentioned briefly before, but then I think we also get cut off and then we forgot. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Azriel and Vesperus. Okay. Have you read that scene yet? Not yet. <sighs> okay. So we you know. Say it. Okay. So we know that Truth Teller was Analius's Dread Trove item. It was okay. Analius's knife. He was the first owner of it. We know that Vesperus created the Illyrians because she brings up Analius by name and she's like, Analius, that traitor, that was his knife and all of that. So I, I, I just, I find it, first of all, I find it funny that they gave Analius a knife that can tell the truth when the Asteri were liars. <laughs> like they fucked themselves over there. Anyway, weird. Yeah, that was stupid. Wait, so it's so Vesperus like literally admits to making the Illyrian. Pretty much, it's because she brings up Analius by name. Okay, okay. okay. And we know the the Asteri made the Illyrians to right, fight right. on their behalf. Yeah, they were supposed okay. to be angels, and they just kind of fucked up their wings. They made them dragon wings or bat wings, which again, Ember and the dragon wings—that's another thing. But so. Vesperus brings up Analius, says that's his knife, and then says, like, oh, I'm your master. She says, I'm your master. So she made them, obviously. And 
then, so he has the knife and she's talking about um, Azrael and she's like, you don't know how to wield our weapons. You have no idea the kind of power that they have. You barely scratched the surface. And like, she's making fun of him for like, haha, you have no fucking idea how to tap into the power of that knife, even if you wanted to. And that got me concerned because then she starts to explain what the knife can actually do, which I love villain monologues. I love villain monologues because they're They're so stupid because villains just love to brag. Yeah. And it's like, you could have died without actually telling him any of this useful information. Yeah. Yeah. But I love villain monologues. So she tells him that the knife was created and I'm going to use the word, the word fail safe, even though she didn't use it, but it was basically created as a fail safe for them for the cauldron and she explains that it the the full power of truth teller is to unmake things damn that's a pretty uh whoo which which actually scared me (laughs) because Lane gonna be unmade. That is exactly where my thoughts went. I said before, I said before that if Elaine finds out that this knife can unmake things after her whole conversation with Amarin and how Amarin is like, you can't go back to being human, girl. That's not possible. And like, even Amarin didn't know Truth Teller was a part of the Dread Trove at the time and the fact that Vesperus is like the knife was created to unmake things it was their failsafe for the cauldron so oh boy oh boy finds out that fucking truth teller can unmake things is she gonna like stab herself with it oh my god is she Stab herself with it. I don't want her to be a human again. Oh my god. Oh my god. Holy shit, Melanie. Because listen, if she listen to this, if she unmakes herself, would that sever the, the illusion bond? And then would she and Tamlin end up together? Because then technically she's human. Beauty and the Beast ends up with a brunette, brown-haired, human girl. Mm. And their temperaments fit as well. That would totally throw us off. Yeah, but she doesn't, The whole her whole thing is like, I don't want a male. Like, I want a man. Like, I'm worried that she's going to fucking try to go back to Grayson. He won't take her back, though. But that was as a fae. He was like, I'll never have you. I don't want you. Like, but that would was he as take a her fae. back if she was human again? Huh? Would he take her back if she, even if she became a human, like, is too much damage Easy. done? Is he going to have another wife when she I gets back? I don't know. She still has the ring. Holy, oh my God. This is she what's happening. iron ring. Elaine is unmaking herself. Is she, like, I'm scared because. Or, or, 
Or hold on, something Sarah would do. Or there's, or we're totally overthinking this, and everyone's supposed to think that it's supposed to be Elaine. But what if it actually is just the solution to Vass's curse? What if it can un? But she's not made. (laughs) Well, we don't know. We don't know what Koshi is. We don't know what the Death Gods are. The Death Gods present as a stary. They suck life. They so if the knife unmakes things, if Koshi is unmade, or if his curse is severed by the knife, is that going to be? the solution to Vass's curse because everyone's like, oh, Lucian's going to solve the curse and they're going to end up together. And But we already know that Lucian and Helion tried to solve the curse and they can't. Like the two best spell cleavers, which again, I, I'm so mad that we never have that scene of them working together because right. come on, like Lucian has to know. So good. But so good. they worked Bonus together. Chapter. I know. Where's that bonus chapter, SJ? Where's that bonus chapter? <laughs> they worked together to try to unbind her curse and they couldn't do it. And if it's in a starry spell, like say from the Highburn spellbook, if it's an original a starry spell and the death gods are a starry slash daglin and Koshi just has like a different well, they all kind of had different type of magic. Again, we don't know what their original magic was because it presented as white magic when they were connected to the cauldron and connected to all these other things and when they had stolen magic. So Koshi's magic could be anything. Like his curses could be made curses. Like he could be drawing from the cauldron because if you remember in the bone carver scene, do you remember remember when they're looking for the cauldron and... Feyre, or is it Cassie? Oh, no, it's Feyre. Feyre is asking the bone carver, where's the cauldron? And he said, oh, well, originally it was at the at the bottom of a lake in Lapland. We don't know where Lapland oh, God. is. We don't know where Lapland is. We don't know what town Koshi's Lake is in. I think it's Lapland. I think Koshi had the cauldron. I think he learned from it. I think he learned how to draw from it that's how he curses people and that's how he lures in these beautiful women that he collects and i think vasa's curse is made i think the knife is going to be the solution to vasa's curse well what if it's the solution to vasa's curse but also it's what kills koshi's lives like he like hides his lives in like the eggs or whatever right like underneath the yeah, his tree soul yeah the three parts of his soul the soul or whatever so what if we were gonna go like harry potter mode kind of like with the horcrux thing so basically he's got like like three different horcruxes yeah. and we're gonna take truth teller and like just like you know break them off well you know how people are saying that there's gonna be a kingdom of ash type book have you I heard that read Kingdom of Ash, so well, I don't know what that means. But Kingdom of Ash is like everyone's POVs. It's like a big, like not a multiverse, not a multiverse, but a book with everyone in it, like a big war and all of that stuff. So unlike the haha, which was like CC three basically, but gone. Yeah, well, with Co- 
with Kochi, if it's like a Kingdom of Ash type thing, <laughs> we could get the Kochi War. We could get Cassian dying. We could get Vass's curse being solved by the knife. We could get Gwen and Asriel as the Little Mermaid retelling because he's literally in a lake. What if she has to go down there and retrieve something his soul is in to help them? She's part nymph. She would be the only one who could technically get it, right? And then right. if Asriel feels the mate bond snap, he goes after her. We know from CC3 that people with wings can't really swim well. If he almost drowns and she's already in there, she's <laughs> going to save him like Prince Eric. That's the Little Mermaid retelling. The bond snaps. Oh my god. And then we have Koshi as basically the Ursula trying to like kill them all and I'm cursing this person and I'm collecting all these beautiful females kind of like how Ursula collected like she didn't really collect people but she collected like um talents like she wanted Ariel's singing and she had like all these different people whatever you know in like these little pods or whatever so I feel like I don't know I feel like Koshi's going to be the connector to the from the Gwenriel to the Aleutian book. Okay. And okay. In between that, to obviously fuck with us and be like, oh, you have to wait after the huge cliffhanger. She's going to throw in the Moranera's past novella. novella. And everything about yeah. Valahan in the middle. And then the Valahan thing that is going to kind of loosely connect back to the Koshi thing. And then we're going to resume in Aleutian's book. Yeah, and it's gonna be the illusion side of it. <laughs> it's gonna be the illusion side of it, where Lucian's gonna be Yvonne, and he's gonna try to take um, Elaine, and they're gonna be searching for what, like, the last portion of his soul. And I, like I said before, I think it would be really cool if it was actually in the rose that Papa Archeron made, that's on his grave. And we know that Koshi resurrects somebody to fuck with people. I think Papa A is going to be resurrected to fuck with people. Or like at least like, not the hologram, but kind of like how the Puka showed up as him to Feyre. I feel like he's going to fuck with them in that way. Like, guess what? I resurrected your dad. So if, if you let me get what I want, I'll let him live again. And like, it's going to be... Gwenria, Little Mermaid, Koshi, fucking intermission with Moore and Eris going back to Akawar and the Balahan thing, connecting back, resuming, and into the Aleutian book. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I like it. I mean, there's a lot to think about with that. And, like, that could somehow connect back to, like, Elaine coming into her full power and then maybe helping fully restore spring and then Hamlin's book at the end to bring it full circle if we're gonna do that so but yeah I read that line about the knife and I I read it and I literally put my book down and I was like (laughs) I was like I will, if she takes it in that direction, though, and, like, Elaine makes herself human again, I'm going to be so disappointed I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to be so 
I'm mad. I'm just hoping that that's what she wants us to think and that she's just going to do like, yeah, like, oh, it's the solution to the curse or because if you think about it, like, no, no, now I'm more sick. Now I'm just like, oh my God. If you think about it, I mean, that's what she's doing. Who else? Like I said, it's, it's usually never the obvious thing as we know. It's not the obvious. It's going to be like, what do, like, the opposite of what, what if, you think it's going to be? It's the opposite. Always. What if, what if, mm, what if that's how Nesta slices the meat bond? I don't know. I don't know. Or, oh my God. or what if, okay. like, I'm just trying to think, like, it unmakes things when Well, what activated. else is made? You have to think who, about it. Who could fully activate it? Is it going to be Nesta? Is it gonna be like who's gonna be able to fully activate it? I don't know, and I lo- I don't to know. To unmake something, I- it's gonna be Elaine. That's the only thing that Stop needs to be it. unmade. That's no. the only thing. No, yes. Yes. no, no. Unless Koshi resurrects Jasminda for Lucian, no. <laughs> because I she's gonna break our hearts. You know she is. She does. She does it every time. She did it in this last book. And we have to wait two more years for the next book. But, like, I... She loves Lucian. That's why I don't know why she's doing she this. She doesn't, though. She, I don't think she no, does she said. She said in interviews, like, oh, I love Lucian. Like, I was pleasantly surprised when I put him with Elaine. And they would go to this museum. And they would do this. And, like... Yeah. Like, Lucian needs his happily ever after. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's with Elaine or with Jasminda. Yeah, if Jasmine's if Jasmine came back, that would be super cute, and I probably wouldn't care if Elaine chose to be human. But if that doesn't happen, it better be illusion. Yeah, because this <gasps> man needs his happy ever after. Amen, amen to that. Because there's nothing else that needs to be said besides the fact that Lucia needs a happily ever after. As does Gwen Real. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait to see. I'm so excited either way. So I really can't believe that I never brought up the Phelan mirrors to you before because I thought I did. You've never brought it up ever, 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 ever. I'm that's sorry. a really big deal. That's okay. I was gonna say that's a big deal like, to me, but it's true. like months, I I like I months. Yeah. I totally thought I told you. No, definitely not. You were like <laughs> shocked. I'm shocked by it. Oh, you it makes sense exactly. though. It does make sense. Hello. Hi guys. We're back, back again. <laughs> we are back. Um, yeah, so I basically put on the Instagram that this episode is kind of about ships and other sort of things that connect to ships. As you can tell, I'm in my Lucian shirt because Yesterday I did Gwen. Today I'm doing Lucian. <laughs> Love it. We technically left off. First of all, I made this sweatshirt. You guys are her sweatshirts and her shirts are the best. <laughs> and she has a shop on Etsy. Tell them what it is. I do. It's courtsofmerch.etsy.com. And you can order this sweatshirt and a bunch of others and other shirts and other different types of merch. 
Um, these sweatshirts are drop shipped and the rest I actually make at my house. I sublimate things at my house. So there's that. <laughs> there, you have to get them. I bought, I have the Cassian shirt and it's like so soft. You guys, I wear it like all the time when I go to sleep, like it's just like so soft, so comfortable. I love my sweatshirt. I wear it to the park when I go with my kids. Like it's awesome. So you I have this one. I've worn my Tamlin one that I showed you guys. I love the Tamlin one. Yeah, I love the Tamlin one too. So like I, I'm like I make these things and then I'm like I'm gonna get one for myself. <laughs> Don't mind if I just put this like, on the printer. I'm like Don't I'm designing them for everyone, but they're really for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like my crown matches the crown on Lucian I love it I love it and uh, you know I'm like I have such a soft spot for Lucian I'm, he's like so great to me so. I, know, I love him but love jumping him. back into where we left off yeah which is not the happiest place to be but um the whole Elaine possibly unmaking herself Oh, I went to bed last night thinking about that for like hours. I couldn't go to sleep. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So upset. I collected quotes today. Did you really? To my detriment. <laughs> oh, I, I, I want to hear all of them because I'm actually really interested in I, that. for whatever reason, I think I probably just didn't want to think about it. But I feel like I completely, every time I read Akawar, I feel like I completely blocked out the scene when the cauldron comes and lures Elaine away. Because in my head, it's Elaine's idea and she's thinking of the cauldron and like somehow she finds it, like how she kind of scries during the war. And right. I don't know why I got that like so wrong because the cauldron comes to her yeah. And to everybody else. And the cauldron actually puts, like, it's weird because Feyre seems like the seer in that scene because she's seeing it in her dream. Mm -hmm. And that it's happening in Feyre's dream. And then she wakes up and then Amran's running over and Nesta's running over. And, like, it's the maid people, basically that can see and hear it and Nesta's like do you hear it do you hear it and she's like I didn't hear it but I felt it and then she's like oh I saw in my dream what it was showing Elaine which was weird to me because Feyre said that yeah so either Elaine was subconsciously channeling her seer power to Feyre and Nesta or Elaine was channeling, I mean, or Feyre was channeling Elaine, kind of like she does with Reese with the cauldron, subconsciously when she was asleep. I don't uh, know which way, but I found it really odd that Feyre had the premonition. <laughs> I was going to say that is really odd because you're right. She doesn't have any seer powers. I I don't consider Feyre, I guess she's made. I suppose, but she I, but made. it's not, yeah, it's but it's not the same. So you're saying she's made, even though she's made from the high Lords, but like, yeah, I thought that the high Lords and the cauldron were different powers. Well, so, well, the high Fae were made with the cauldron. And so their okay. power is made with the cauldron. Um, so the cauldron. Okay. Their power she's made. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. So because remember though, like the whole mural, the cauldron spills out and that's how all the fae were created. Okay. Yeah. That's right. My other question to you is you said that Amran was made. Yeah. But I don't feel like Amran's made because she transformed her body on her own. Oh, she is made. And that <laughs> is one of the points that I have been waiting to bring up for weeks. So you just like kind of snuck it in there, like, <laughs> oh, you know, Feyre's made, that's his made Amran. Are you and guys then, listening now? Well, right. Are you the listening? First, well, the first time that Amran meets Feyre, she's like, you're different like me. We're both made. And so I was like, okay, okay. Like then we didn't really know her backstory. So we're like, oh, weird to know her backstory or whatever. And then we learn her backstory and then we learn her backstory again and that she was lying the first time she told them. So like, what is her actual story? Is she just going to keep lying? Because if she bound herself to a body, how is she made? That's what I'm saying. Like it, it doesn't make sense to me that's why i'm convinced that she is well was a stary some sort of a stary like vesperus <laughs> i have all these quotes they're really weird but um like vesperus and you have to remember that amran was the one who tricked Farah into touching the cauldron i do remember that she lied to her and Farah said it she's like you lied to me mm-hmm you're a liar. And she couldn't let go. Like, she couldn't stop siphoning the cauldron. So I feel like Amarin really had to know the cauldron to know yeah. that it wouldn't let her go. And Amarin is the only one who could read the Book of Breathings, which True. the Asteri created. True. I, listen, I've been saying Amarin's Asteri since, know, like, forever forever well we but, thought she was serious but apparently she isn't i know but <laughs> she came Another. out as sjm came out saying she's like an old old you know old no she's angel. retconning that shit come on um yeah. so you think she's retconning amaran she said she was an angel we have the angels hunt is an I, angel we have them she said that she was a biblical angel which is different because they Biblical angels can take all different kinds of forms. Like some of them are super ugly. Some of them are like fire. Some of them are this. So like right. Amaran's was fire, right? But you also have to remember that we actually don't know what the Asteri look like in their pure forms. That's true. That's true. So. True. And as we've been saying, the sun is the biggest star. So if Amarin was literally just an explosion of fire and light, she could have been sunlight, starlight, like the Asteri were said to be stars. They were literally said to be stars. That's why they were I named after stars. <laughs> I love that they're stars, by the way. <laughs> I don't know why. I just really like it. But they're, like, awful. They're, like, so terrible. So... I also had another thought cross my mind. I just wanted to bounce it off you, not to sidetrack. But I know that we're talking about like Amran possibly being a Steri, like she can read the Book of Breathings. SJM was saying she's an angel. But when you think of that scene where she throws herself in the cauldron and she unbinds herself from her body, right? And she comes out of the cauldron and like, I don't know why to me, I see her as this like massive bird of like Phoenix. fire. 
phoenix of fire yeah and she's like yeah sweeping over the field yeah. just that's what like that's what biblical angels could look like yeah and that's how i envisioned her but then i was like is she a thunderbird well the thunderbirds they weren't they weren't actually birds like i don't know why they were called thunderbirds i don't know why the fuck apollyon named them that <laughs> they weren't even a bird and they didn't have I any think, like i think apollyon's like baseline of thinking was like oh okay so they have lightning power like the thunder god thur so thunder the angels have wings they look like birds to me i'm gonna mm. call them a thunderbird <laughs> so i feel like that was like a Apoll- like apollyon was a fucking you know he sounds like an idiot he's yeah. kind of like the idiot like he like assaults <laughs> jessica he calls them thunderbirds like yeah he's like the dopey brother um so i think that's <laughs> where they get their names from. okay because i was like she's like a, she's a bird she's a thunderbird maybe she's a liar like i don't know i don't know yeah. like she so i'm wondering so i'm wondering if that's not to Again, not to sidetrack and not to bother you <laughs> by bringing up Koshi again, but I'm wondering if Koshi turning Vasa into the Firebird was some sort of omen to like Amarin. I don't think so because it doesn't have anything to do. I mean, Koshi and Amarin aren't related. Like they're not. They're in, both in your Fifteen thousand years old. They both got there at the same time. That's the whole thing with Amran. We don't know really who she is, why she's there. We know she tried to convince Reese to become High King now because Thea and Fionn were High King and High Queen. Again, we don't. I don't think that Reese knows yet, but Amran never fucking told him. I was, I was actually just thinking about that when you were saying that. Um, I think that that, I actually disagree with you. I think Amran has told him about, like, Fionn and Thea. Like, I, he knows. Reece, well, he knew, Rich knows. He knew about Fionn. Everyone knew about Fionn. Thea was the one that was cut out of the history. I don't think, I think she told him about Thea because I think Thea or Celine, which I'm thinking more Celine now, were the ones to put her in the prison. It doesn't add up, though, because that's she the whole says, point. Amron's story doesn't add up. Because the, the, the timeline. Oh, I lied. The timeline's oh, I lied. off. Oh, I lied. Oh, I lied. Like, stop lying. Just tell us who the fuck you are. But it's funny because she knew exactly who Thea and Fion were. She knew them. She knew exactly that the Daglin were a Stary right off the she, bat. Oh, yeah. She's like, this isn't our history. We know this, but it's weird because it's she when she says it, it's like she's read it. She hasn't lived it. Do you know what I'm saying? She's very sneaky. You think she's lived it? And I think it's interesting that Amron is his second in command. And I think it's because of her knowledge, right? Oh, it is. I, yeah. He's like, she knows it, stuff. She and knows Bryce is like, she seems to know stuff. Is she a yeah. scholar? Yeah. No, she fucking lived it. Like so Jessica. I think. I think she lived it, and I I personally think she told him everything. I think he knows everything. But then he would have known about Thea. We had no indication at all of Thea in Akatar, only Crescent City. 
And Crescent City did not know about Theon. Akatar did not know about Thea. I thought we kind of knew about Thea a little. Like we, she was like brought up a little bit in Akatar. Remember? Mm-mm. She's never, she's never named an Akatar. Only Theon. Only Theon, because she was written sure? out of their history because she was the traitor. She chose the Asterian Hell over everyone else. Yeah. She's the one that blocked them out. So whoever. By word of mouth, whoever passed it down did not want her in their history. So yeah. they're like, oh, Fionn slayed the Daglin, and Fionn did this, and Fionn did that. So they knew nothing about Thea. She was written out of their history. That's why they've never seen the tunnels or the depictions on the cave walls, or they didn't know that it was dusk because Thea and like her kids were just written out. I have to say... I'm very intrigued how, like, why she would have written it like that, right? Because, like, why would you, if if I were the High Lords in Prithian, I would not write Thea out. And instead, I would use and make an example of her. And I would make her into the villain of every story. Because truly, she was the villain. She was the villain of Prithian until she met Adis and things changed around and she saw the error in her ways. But she was a horrible person. But, like, so I wouldn't write her out. And I think they did a really big disservice to everyone in Prithian doing that I because then if because if Feyre then okay so like you fast forward so say everyone talked about Thea 15,000 years we don't have a high lady because of Thea it makes sense I was it just gonna say sense. that the mother basically did not put any more women in charge because of Thea and and honestly, like rightfully so like yes and no I don't know it's it's a, it's like a until now she's state. like Nesta can handle this shit. <laughs> Nesta can handle it. Nesta but handle I think it. that had they kept Thea's storyline there, that in Feyre got to the spring court and like that whole conversation with Tamlin and Feyre, she would have been like, oh, I understand. I understand why there are no high ladies. It's because of Thea. Like it would just have made so much more sense. And yeah. she wouldn't have made such like a crazy rash decision mm. based off so little information and knowledge but that's how I see it yeah I mean that's true I just I just continually think it's hilarious that the mother was like Farrah can't handle being a high lady like he can call her that all she wants but like she ain't my high lady (laughs) the mother and then the mother's like see she ruined a court out of pettiness that ain't my high lady Nesta come here bitch (laughs) I love that because even when Nesta turned Faye all during Akawar, like even if she was a bitch to like everyone around her, she was like, "We need to help the humans. We need to help the humans. We need to help." The-. Like she didn't forget where she came from. Whereas Feyre, like she's making fun of Lucian for being friends with humans. Like you're a human, bitch. It's it's interesting because Feyre initially was the one to kind of like lead the charge for the humans, like yeah, in in Akamath. But like and as she we get so traumatized with killing anyone, and then like. She becomes mated to Reese and she's like, oh, I can just kill off the whole spring court for what they did to me. Like, what did they do to you? Yeah. It was really You're interesting. You're being Tamlin. Yes. Yes. He, and that's something that you see, but like, I feel like I see that a lot in like all of these books is like the female character can't appropriately assign who she has her problem with it's she takes it out on groups of people and not the singular person right I know Ugh. yeah I just I was going over 
because going the whole over the whole Vesperus scene again, or not the whole Vesperus scene, but little chunks of it again. Yeah. And it's just, it's very, it's very unfinished. It's very, holy shit, what's going to happen in the next Actar book? What makes you say that? Like, why are you? Because I guess I just, hmm. there's, um, so first of all, I like, I was doing screenshots for my theories earlier or whatever. And so everyone's yeah. fighting about how it's only been weeks since Akasip and it's only been weeks, but we literally, and I screenshot it and I put it up. Nesta literally says, I slew What's... one of their contemporaries about seven months ago. That's Lanthes. And then she goes on to talk about Lanthes. Um, but the thing about Lanthus is, um, she says, or yeah, Nesta says, I don't know anything about them. I slew one of their contemporaries about seven months ago. So Bryce then says, so not in a starry Daglin, I mean, Asriel shifted. Nesta glanced sidelong at him, marking the movement, but then turned to Bryce. I don't think so. The creature, Lanthes, was a breed unto himself. He was horrible. Bryce angled her head. How did you kill him? Nesta said nothing. Bryce's gaze lifted to the sword hilt peeking above the warrior's shoulder. With that, Nesta just said its name is Ataraxia. That's an old language word. Nesta nodded. Bryce murmured, inner peace. That's your sword's name? Lanthes laughed at it when he heard it, too. I'm not laughing, Bryce said, meeting her stare. So... There's just in that one little thing, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. So one, as I said, Akasif is at least seven months ago. I don't know how anyone can fight that when it's literally in the book. At least seven months ago. I know. I know. I've been seeing them fighting about the timeline of the book on Facebook. Yeah. I won't go on Facebook anymore because I'm like, I can't read this. I'm done. Two. <laughs> I don't think he was a stary. He was a breed unto himself. However, Lanthes bled black. Just like the Valg. And as we see later, just like Vesperus. But Vesperus then claims that she is the original evening star, that she is Hesperus. Yeah. Right? That's what that's what doesn't make sense. That's I what don't <laughs> because also, so then also there's the argument of like the Valg from hell, right? <sighs> hell versus the Asteri. Throne of Glass. I know. So I can't and... quite figure out what's going on. Like and then Asriel shifted, Nesta marked the movement. So what's going on with Asriel there? I don't understand that. What is going on with Asriel during this whole thing? He knows so much shit. And I'm telling you, he never fucking told anyone. And it goes all the way back to Akamath, which is what I say all the fucking time. Asriel will never trust me with fucking Amarin. He knows shit. You can't tell me the guy with the dagger that can tell the truth has never fucking asked Amron questions and been like, she's a fucking liar and like kept it to himself. 
That's a really good point because he's like the the blade, right? Like he can yeah. heal when people like he, are lying. Yeah. So she just must be talking and it just must be like going off and he's like mm. Azrael will Reese? never trust me. And yeah. like, why should we bitch? I lied, I lied, I lied. But then like you also know think it. like if Amran is Reese's second. Yeah, it's weird. Is he gonna take her side because she's powerful? Because Reese is kind of scared of her. Reese is also scared of her. I also went over this scene, which again, I'll go over later, but I also went over the scene when Elaine was asking her about the body and that. I was just going to bring that up. And he went from like pissed to kind of terrified when she's like, oh yeah, I lied. Like I lied about the body thing. And he was like, what? (laughs) He was like, what was his reaction in that scene again? I can't remember. Like, they were at dinner, right? Everyone was eating. So the first time when she's telling the story and he's like, as your high lord, I'm ordering you to tell me because it was about um, when they saw the bone carver and how she was like, why the fuck did you ask the bone carver questions and not me? And she was pissed. Yeah. Do you remember? She was pissed that they asked the bone carver and not her. No, and I so- don't remember her being pissed off about that. Yeah, I know. She was. So Reese was like, okay, well, then as your high lord, I'm telling you to tell us what happened. And then she's like, call off your dog. Because like Azrael was in the shadows with Truth Teller. And I don't know now, reading over that scene, if she knows about Truth Teller or not. Because but I read that mu- over today. Because I read that over today and I was like, Oh, so does she know about Truth Teller? Was this her knowing about Truth Teller? Call off your dog. Your dog. Why? Because she doesn't like the fact that Az is there with like trying to see if she's he was, lying like, or not. The hilt of like the like readying in case Amran did something because he doesn't trust her. She and Reese was giving her an order, and like she's yeah. the oldest, she doesn't like being ordered around. None of them do. It was great. It's a great, she does, she does such a good job at like, see, that's what's so confusing about Crescent Day 3. She does this amazing job of all these details in like Throne of Glass and in Akatar. And, mm-hmm. But it was, that's why CC3 was such kind of like a, a little bit of a slip up because you're like, what is going on in here? But I don't, the more I read it, the more I think that like, she's really super playing the long game and like all of these books she's just putting in more hints and more hints and more hints and more hints but like what is the end game when are we finally gonna see the payoff yeah because I think that I think the problem was like maybe that's what we thought was gonna happen in this book because it was marketed to us like that like we were gonna get all of our answers in this book but I think you're right maybe it is in the long game and we won't get until Twilight of the Gods Hmm. another thing I wanted to bring up really quick Mm -hmm. is you remember when I love it. Is that the scene when scene. someone looks at her? I, I can't remember if it's Elaine or Nesta. And they asked her about, I can't remember what it was. It was they asked her about something. And her and eyes? Amber, I think so. Nesta and Amber asks like, about her eyes. And Elaine and, um, asks about her body. Well, to one of them, she replied, no one has ever asked me that question because it's rude. And they're all scared of me. And then she said, Nesta. Uh, yeah she didn't care she yeah. just stared her down <laughs> yeah. and then and then um I and mean, then I mean. she said I have to say that I do like the Archeron sisters 
I do and I don't, but they're the only ones who are just like not afraid to ask these really blunt and they like just kind of really don't give two fucks. They don't. They ask kind of these like really personal and rude <laughs> questions and like they don't give a know, shit. They just they don't like, give a wait shit. for the answer. I know. Um, but like you remember like she was saying, like, I'm what the high fae, or like I'm what people tell their children. I like I'm the bedtime story. Lucian, no, Lucian says Amron was the bedtime stories that we got told as kids to keep us in line. Yes, Lucian's so so scared of her. Lucian, I remember he was like looking out the window. I think I like at the house of wind and like nesta asked a question like it was like Lucian, like still yeah <laughs> he's so scared he's like amarin was our bedtime story that they would tell us to scare the shit out of us to keep us in line i love it i love it so i'm like what what is she that like what was that story i kind of want to hear it like i want to like, know what the whole saying. like putting lamb's blood over their thing so she wouldn't kill them in the night like that goes back to like the bible or whatever i know but... it does um Absolutely. yeah it says okay uh this is funny <laughs> um amarin they're talking about the ouroboros and what happened with the bone carver <laughs> you're talking about the ouroboros amarin said i blinked shit shit <laughs> why do you want that mirror her voice had slipped to a low timber Reese slid his free hand into his pocket. If honesty is the theme of the night, because the bone carver requested it, Amron's nostrils flared. You went to the prison. Your old friends say hello, Cassian drawled, leaning a shoulder against the archway. I love Cassie. I love him there. Amron's face so tightened, good. Nesta <laughs> glancing between them carefully, reading us, especially as Amron's quicksilver eyes swirled. Why did you go? I opened my mouth. But the gold of Lucian's eye caught my attention and snared it. My hesitation must have been indication enough of my wary- wariness. Jaw tight with a hint of frustration, Lucian excused himself to his room. He's like, the fuck I ain't staying here with this bitch. I'm out. He's, he's like, I'm scared. I'm, I'm going. <laughs> frustration and perhaps disappointment in me. I blocked it out and what it did to my stomach. Is that fair? Yeah. Fucking can't stand when she does that shit. we had some questions for the carver cassian gave amarin a slash of a smile when lucian was gone and we have some for you amarin's smoke-filled eyes flared also like kind of dragon-footed still too Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she likes and she likes jewels like she's a total she's a total dragon a fire drake (laughs) you are going to unleash the carver yes a one monster army that is impossible. I'll remind you that you, sweet Amran, escaped, Reese countered smoothly, and have stayed free, so it can be done. Perhaps you can tell us how you did it. Cassian stationed himself by the doorway. I realized to be closer to Nesta to grab her if Amran decided she didn't particularly care for where this conversation was headed or for any of the furniture in this room. Precisely why Reese now placed himself on Amran's other side to draw her attention away from me and more behind us, every muscle in her lithe body on alert. Cassian was staring at Nesta hard enough that my sister at last twisted toward him, met his gaze. His his head tilted slightly, a silent order. Nesta, to my shock, obeyed and drifted over to his side as Amron replied to Reese, no, it was not a request, Reese said. (sighs) He once admitted that merely questioning Amron had been something she'd allow him to do only in recent years, but giving her an order, pushing her like this, dot, dot, dot. 
Farrah and Cassian spoke to the bone carver. He wants the Ouroboros in exchange for serving us and fighting Highburn for us, but we need you to explain how to get him out. The bargain Reeser I would strike with him would suffice to hold him to our will. Anything else? Her voice was too calm, too sweet. When we're done with all of this, then my promise from months ago still holds. You can use the book to send yourself home if you want. Now, the Asteri and the Death Gods, I'm pretty sure, have the same home planet because we compared Rigelis's, um description of the barren home planet to the Bone Carvers. Pretty much the same. Yeah. Right? So Amarin has to be from their same planet. Right? Yes. The I think only, so. The only thing that pisses me off about Amarin is who is her father or was she lying about that part? I know that's that's the only thing that doesn't make sense and it wouldn't add up as an Asteri unless the gods are her father, their father somehow, yeah, but, but because, they are gods themselves. Because, so. yeah, I mean, technically, if the princes of hell can like make Hunt and make the Crystallos demon, like couldn't the Asteri do the same thing with their essence? So- Amarin could technically just be a Asteri creation. She could be. She could be. Pull <gasps> off your dog, Amarin said with a lethal tone, because the shadow in the corner behind Amarin, that was Asriel, the obsidian hilt of Truthteller in his scarred hand. He'd moved without my realizing it, though I had no doubt the others had likely been aware. Amarin bared her teeth at him. Azrael's beautiful face didn't so much as shift. Reese remained where he was as he asked Amarin, why won't you tell us? <laughs> because the stone beneath this house has ears. The wind has ears, all of it listening. And if it reports back, they will remember, Resand, that they have not caught me. And I will not let them put me in the black pit again. Wait a second. Fucking Vesperus. I was just going to say. Fucking Vesperus. And and I meant to I meant to say this a couple weeks ago. Is the heart beating in the stone also Vesperus? That Vesperus was like, I can hear your heart beating through the stone. But it's weird because her coffin was well, the floor was technically stone. I guess, yeah, it was. It was. Or it, that's is exactly. Just, is it, like is it is it Vesperus? It, could have it is Vesperus. It told. It has to be Vesperus. Who else was in this house? She never fucking told him about this shit. She does not want anyone connecting her to the Asteri. And if Vesperus, maybe if Vesperus created the Illyrians, maybe she created Amarin. So I can you read that quote one more time because I just thought it was just so good. Um, so Amarin is scared of Vesperus. She's scared of being caught or has and no, put back in the prison with her. Interesting. <laughs> the stone beneath this house has ears. The wind has ears. All of it listening. And if it reports back, they will remember, Resand, that they have not caught me. And I will not let them put me in that black pit again. They, so they yeah they 
The problem with that is that they aren't in the prison and Vesperus was in the prison. So who in recent Yeah, but house- Vesperus also says that she was drawing magic from the land and the land was drawing it from her. her. They're talking about, she's talking about wanting to go free. Um, and she says, if I were to say that I have no wish to rule, only to live, Bryce says, you'd still be a leech who would need to feed on these people you don't deserve to go free. And then Vespera says, they have a place in this land for creatures like me, the unwanted. It is called the middle. I have dreamt of it and seen it in my long slumber. That's not my decision to make. And then, and then, (laughs) this was the thing that I didn't catch the first time. Vespera says, she looks at Nesta and she says, then use the crown that made scum over there possesses. You could forge a path to enact your vision by clearing the minds of those before you. Say that one more time. Repeat that. So the she basically calls scum? Nesta scum. Yeah. She calls Nesta scum because she was made by the cauldron. Um, use the crown that she possesses. You could forge a path to enact your own vision by clearing the minds of those before you. By clearing the minds of those before you? What does that mean? Well, the crown, you can control people with the crown. Yeah, So technically, if you have the crown and you wanted to be a Daimati, you could be a Daimati. Clear the minds. Can we also talk about for a second, like, I just got to appreciate it because the Archeron sisters, I love them. They're put on pedestal. But, like, compared to Bryce, <laughs> they're still underneath Bryce. Like, Vespers is like, yo, I see, like, queen in you. And then she, but I love Nesta, but, like, she looks you like You made scum. Like, <laughs> You're below Bryce, Nesta. <laughs> in that series eyes, let's just be but, real. So, so Amran knows that Vespers is listening and seeing everything. And that's not the first time that she mentions, mentions like the wind has ears and blah, blah, blah. That's Asriel will never, that's why Asriel will never trust me. And like Asriel also has the sixth sense, remember? Mm -hmm. So nobody's telling Reese shit and I kind of love it. But at the same time, I'm frustrated by it because I don't know why. But well, we don't know that they're not telling him shit. We don't know that. Because as you know, that he doesn't know. Like, even no, in we the don't scene know. in Aquabor, he has we, no clue what they're talking we, about. We don't know that. We don't know that. Yeah, because in, he's in questioning Quest- Amarin. He has no clue. Or is he just a really good actor? And also in CC3, they were making a point of it to show that like Azrael and Reese are having a lot of conversations, like Daimadi, like mind to mind. You know, just because we don't see it. But, like, I feel if if Reese knew where the fucking first, like, if he knew there were first, like, cores under fucking Ramiel and shit, he would, come on. You don't think he's, like, power hungry? Like, he can say, oh, I don't want to be high king, I don't want to be high king. But, no, I don't think he would go. I think, I don't. He's not ambitious enough. Like, I think, like, he, like, likes to think he's ambitious. But when you look at what Rhysand does, all he wants to do is stay in Valeris and, like, be with his mate and that's it. (laughs) And do nothing. Like, he's kind of just, like, like, he's not very ambitious. And in that sense, like, he's not, like, a. I don't think he's a power-hungry you know what I mean? Like, I need the first, like, or, like, I could see him being, like, I know the first, like, or. Then how come, okay, then how come 
because we don't get an on-page scene until we get an on-page scene of someone talking about it with him I don't think he knows anything so but there are scenes of the him demodding with Asriel we don't know what's going on no not after the not after the initial thing with Bryce there isn't there isn't and Nesta and Asriel didn't tell him that he's related to Bryce as we know so they didn't tell him everything else then because then they'd have to explain how the fuck he's related to her they didn't tell him (laughs) I don't understand why you wouldn't tell him that like that kind of pisses me off actually anyways Therop says my ears hollowed out and a shield clicked into place no one will hear beyond this room Amron surveyed the books lying forgotten on the low table in the sitting room her brows narrowed I had to give something up. I had to give me up. To walk out, I had to become something else entirely, something the prison would not recognize. So I bound myself into this body. I had never heard Amron stumble over her words before. You said someone else bound you, Reese said carefully. I lied to cover up what I'd done. So none would know. To escape the prison, I made myself mortal, Immortal as you are, but mortal compared to to what I was. And what I was, dot, dot, dot. I did not feel the way you do, the way I do now. Some things, loyalty and wrath and curiosity, but not the full spectrum. Again, that faraway look. I was perfect, according to some. I did not regret, did not mourn, and pain, I did not experience it. And yet I wound up here because I was not quite like the others. Even as what I was, I was different too curious, too questioning. The day the rip appeared in the sky, it was curiosity that drove me. My brothers and sisters fled. Upon the orders of our ruler, we had just laid waste to twin cities, smote them fully into rubble on the plain, and yet they fled from that rip in the world. But I wanted to look. I wanted. I was not built or bred to feel such selfish things as want. I'd seen what happened to those of my kind who strayed who learned to place their needs first, who developed feeling. But I went through the tear in the sky, and here I am. So I'm reading that, and I don't know. Like, I don't know how they're all connected. It's bothering me so much. I know. No, Amarin's, I actually, I like Amarin more. Because feel pain, right? I don't do they I mean they, they didn't I seem mean, like they felt it to me I mean they did when like when Bryce blasted them with starlight they did yeah. and she like stabbed Polaris <laughs> but it was like with a maid weapon so I know ah it doesn't it's funny because it doesn't add up like it doesn't like you she her story doesn't add up to being necessary completely but she, there's a lot of similarities. So it. But the whole brothers and, and sisters thing. I know. I know. I know. Like, and then she says, I yielded my grace, my perfect immortality. I knew that once I did, I would feel pain and regret. I would want and I would burn with it. I would fall. like fall from grace. <laughs> the halo. Mm-hmm. But I was. The time locked away down there. I didn't care. I had not felt the wind on my face, had not smelled the rain. I did not even remember what they felt like. I did not remember sunlight. 
It was to Azriel that her attention drifted, the shadow singer's darkness pulling away to reveal eyes full of understanding, locked away. I love Az. Uh, hmm. So I bound myself into this body. I shoved my burning grace deep into me. I gave up everything I was. The cell door just unlocked. So I walked out. A burning grace that still smoldered far within her, visible only through the smoke in her gray eyes. That will be the cost of freeing the carver. You'll have to bind him into a body, make him fey, and I doubt he will agree to it, especially without the Ouroboros. Can you be unbound? Not by me. What would happen if you were? I would not remember you. I would not care for any of you. I would either smite you or abandon you. What I feel now, it would be foreign to me. It would hold no sway. Everything everything I am, this body, it would cease to be. What were you? Nesta breathed. Amran toyed with one of her earrings, a messenger, a soldier assassin for a wrathful god who ruled a young world. So, as I was reading this, I was thinking, was Amran an archangel? Was she Pollux, basically? I thought about that. I thought about that. Uh, she was a, an assassin. Yeah, she's an assassin, a messenger. Yeah, because, like, a soldier. Pollux... Yeah. Felt fucking nothing. Like none of the archangels did. That's why they yeah, were look, created by the Asteri to be yes. soldiers. Soldiers. Look assassins. at Mike. Look at Micah. Micah felt nothing except for Micah, Sandriel, and and Celestina. Shahar. Is that who she was referencing here? When she says, when she says, hold on. We had just laid I'd waste. I'd seen what happened to those of my kind who strayed, who learned to place their needs first, who developed feelings. Actually, they killed her. They, they did killed kill her. her. They did kill her. Cause, and she did. Wait, also, also not just Shahar, like Hunt. Did, did Amory ever see Hunt in CC3? I'm about like halfway through. No. Did she ever? She never saw him. No. No. But so would Amran know Hunt? I don't know. Was during that rebellion, was there a rip? Like, did that open the rift open during the rebellion? <laughs> Amran's an archangel. So like I, Sarah didn't lie. I think that, that makes the she that didn't. Makes sense. It makes the most sense. Oh but my then god! Her, her father would be Rigelus, right? One but, of the one of the Asteri, yeah, basically. But the problem, the problem with that. But she's like, oh, my father let me go through the rift. He knew, like, Rigelus would never. No, that's the problem there. I was just thinking that unless she was like a second generation, because like technically, Alex could have had kids with Lydia. Like, any of the archangels could have had kids. So, there could have been one, kind of like Lydia, technically, that's playing a long game, pretending to be, you know, who they're supposed to be, and are not actually as evil, and still carrying out the Asteri's plans, like Lydia was. Who let her her go through the rift. He's like, let her go through. There's a part, and I can't remember if it's like Aqua or a different book. Do you remember where how originally she was like, 
she said, originally when it opened and my dad let, or my father let me go through, I thought he was being kind and like, it was like a mercy to me. But, and then, but then she had like more reflection on it and she's like, but now I'm not so sure. Like she like didn't know his motives. So what if he let her through that riff being like, you are going to be my spy in this next world so that we can take over. Or like, you are going to be, you're going to get in there. You're going to make friends because you're going to let us in. Which mirrors, if I'm right, Fury and Thanatos. And Fury, Fury we still don't even know about. We still Fury. <laughs> Fury. Because then there I were still people saying Thanatos is kid and therefore Hunt's sister. Yeah, that's crazy that he has like a. It's crazy that he has a stepsister somewhere, like a half sister. Like what the fuck? You know she's bringing that in in future books. You I'm know so we're gonna, excited. I'm so you know excited. That. I'm we're so gonna, excited. We're gonna totally meet the half sister somewhere. Unless it's just fucking Amarin, which would be and interesting because. Remember how I was like, oh, what if Amarin was like with Thanatos and then Fury is their kid or whatever? But what if Thanatos is her father? Like, yeah. Found a way to be in Hewn City and that's how she gets access to all the trove and everything. And like, what if her father didn't stay behind? What if he went with her? Because but that's, that would be my hang up on it. It's like Thanatos is there and he's in Hewn City. Yeah. Hewn City. He, he could call her back. He knows she's there. He would know she was there. I don't know. Unless unless SJM hasn't really thought this out, I don't know. <laughs> cuz it's cuz it's all over the place like when you think about it. The but, my my best thing is I like that you said that she yeah. could have been a Pollux. Like that's my favorite thing because it makes sense to me. It makes total sense. Because like it's just hard because I mean, they they do harp on like, oh, they're pristine white wings and they're supposed to be so holy and so perfect and all of this stuff. But like when Lydia incinerated him, wasn't he kind of screaming or did he just turn to ash? I don't remember. I get a, I haven't reached that part yet. I, I ha- I'm behind you. Okay. I'm still I'm still going through it. I like, read- like if he doesn't scream and he just like turns to ash, then I'd be like. He didn't feel pain. Maybe. 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 Um, but I know we sidestepped to Amrian, but back to Elaine real quick. <laughs> and the and the that yeah. Anyway. Um in Hofas, so I'm gonna say a couple of these quotes and then I wanna know what you think. So in Hofas, it says, this is, this is, uh, this is with um, Vesperus. Vesperus took another step, steadier now, and smiled past Bryce at Asriel at Truth Teller. You don't know how to use it, do you? Asriel pointed the dagger toward the advancing Asteri. Pretty sure this ends the one that'll go through your gut. I love him. <laughs> Fucking love him. Vesperus chuckled, her dark hair swaying with each step inching closer. Typical of your kind. You want to play with our weapons, but have no concept of their true abilities. Your mind couldn't hold all the possibilities at once. All the possibilities? Yeah. And then I misspoke the last time we filmed because I thought that Vesperus explained 
about Truth Teller. But you know who actually explained fully about Truth Teller? Fucking Einar. Einar Fucking did? Fucking Einar. Because I was going over it again. I was like, I know, it's like Vespers, Vespers. And then I was like, and then I just searched unmade or whatever. And I go, it wasn't fucking Vesper. It was fucking Einar. That's right. Because he was talking about. It says this. Yeah, he was like going back and forth Bryce. And then he says, the star sword is made as you called it. He waved an idle hand, sparks at his fingertips. The knife can unmake things, made and unmade, matter and antimatter. With the right influx of power, a command from the one destined to wield them, they can be merged, and they can create a place where no life, no light exists, a place that is nothing and nowhere. So he was talking about the black pits, the black holes to send the Asteri through. Why is he dead without explaining himself? I'm like annoyed. I, you know how I feel about Einar's story. Like, I think I, I stay for I, that I man. I, I think I told you, but someone said, I don't know if it was on TikTok or on Facebook, but they said that, um, what if, because we don't really know if they grabbed it or not, but someone said, what if they still have his journal that Bryce had given Morvin? Like, what if she oh. took it back? Oh, don't say that to me. And, like, there's a lot more fucking stuff in it where, Mm. like, he was actually not good, but not, like, not good because obviously all the shit he did was terrible. He's like an anti-hero. He was, like, I feel like he was on the fence and at the end he just chose the wrong side. I agree. Um, But, like, they're, like, what if there's stuff in the journal of, like, you know, what to do if there's no more first light or what to do with the knife or the sword if you lose the other one. Like, I don't know. Like, what if there's actually I in the fucking journal? I would love that. I would love that. I want to read that. I'm here for it. And then, you're like, you know you're like, I just want a compendium of just Einar's journal. <laughs> I, want, I want the Einar and Ember prequel story how they met <laughs> oh no I want the scar oh. <laughs> I want all of Ember and Einar I love them I'm like they're my like one older couple that I just like want to know everything about I'm obsessed with them and I would mm-hmm. love that but also that just goes to show like Bryce that's what was frustrating about Bryce in this mm-hmm. book is like her inability to like have foresight into like knowing he had really precious things he probably had his notes going into his lab like like why didn't and she fucking destroyed the house and just turned it into like housing i know i know she did (laughs) let me ask you a question were you but like i was kind of annoyed but like does she still have the papers i feel like I feel like Bryce and how she's kind of like Aelin, I feel like she kind of saved everything. Not saved everything, but I feel like she saved, like, the written research, maybe. Really? I I certainly hope she did, because he did a lot of work, and it wasn't for nothing. Yeah. He was he, he was really brilliant, when you yeah. think about it. I actually didn't... Um, when I, like, first read that, I didn't realize like how much sense that made because yeah if you have something trying to make something and you have something trying to unmake something at the same time it'll just kind of combust I'm like 
SJM, who is your scientist buddy that is helping you? I know. <laughs> I thought the How same are thing. You thinking of the, like, okay, chemist, the fuck? <laughs> Can I tell you something that I saw about Sarah J. Mastin that was really surprising to me? Real quick, side note, I was on um, line and I was watching like an interview of hers or something. And they were asking her like what book she was currently reading. And it was um, a paranormal um horror book and that really surprised me I was like so SJM's over here reading paranormal horror like why does she want to read a horror book well, you know so I'm like it's all their, her creatures from apparently yeah oh apparently the fucking you know Ritterac Braxis fucking Vesperus yeah. is probably like Lady Dracula fucking yeah. <laughs> It was so funny to me because I was, because it, but it just goes to show, like, I would love to know. I want to sit down with her and just have a conversation and be like, where do you get your inspiration from? Or like, where do you pull the made and unmade? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that like, they would equal each other. That out. was like honestly kind of brilliant. I was it's kind of super, impressed with that. It's very brilliant. She's, she's that's very why I smart. Don't, that's why I don't know what to rate this book because, okay, the first time I read it, I was like, that was so over- underwhelming. I'm so annoyed. Blah, yeah. Blah. But like the little scenes, like in the little stuff like this, and it's like, there's so much detail. And it's like, why couldn't you just give us like the answers we needed and then also done all this awesome, you know, scientific stuff? Like it would have given it more depth. A hundred percent. It's so you still haven't rated it yet. No, but I'm fi- yeah. I'm finishing the audio book, so- but. I agree with you on that point yeah. because she, if she had just even, yeah, if she had just answered, even put in like two of our, two of our questions mm. or just a couple along with this book, it would have made everything so much better. Can I actually, after I, after I read that, can I just say that um, the star sword and the knife are both in Prithian now? And Nesta has the eight pointed star. And I don't know, you might get your wish of some half-assed Koshi war where they just send him through a black hole like the Asteri. I'm not. <laughs> no, You're like, I yeah, don't. Just stab him and send him through the black hole. I'm done with his yeah. ass. I just want, I, I know, no, I want her, I want her to flush out Koshi because up until this point, he's like the biggest wah, wah to me. Because like, like the Asteri, like the Koshi. black hole thing was brilliant, but then like, it's also underwhelming at the same time. That's that, but that was the problem with CC3 is she has these brilliant, brilliant moments, but then it just like falls flat. <laughs> it falls flat. The hunt, hunts being a test tube baby. What the, what the hell was that? Don't even, I won't even go I into it on that. this. I, you, you loved that? <laughs> I did. I because that. I love like mushy parts first and foremost. And the fact that he had a dad that actually like cared about him, but had like died before his birth and like did all of this to try to save them from the Asteri, which is why Hunt became like his dad. And he wanted to do all the rebellions and all of this stuff because he had he was a part of his angel father despite also being a prince of hell it was like nurture versus nature and all this stuff but like and they were like yeah like your dad was a good man and you're still a part of them despite having our essence and i don't know i thought that was really cute i thought it was really cute 
I I'm surprised by that. I'm surprised that you enjoyed like I don't know. And I like the whole like- fucking thing about like um Adis being like Thanatos like stop fucking sniffing her starlight and shit and he's like oh I want to eat you or whatever but then like Apollyon's like oh my son and then Thanatos is like he's my son <laughs> and, like Thanatos is like the worst one and he's like no he's my son but then he was also still fucking pissed at Bryce for killing his dogs <laughs> was he still pissed at her for that? I haven't got to that point yet he was pissed at her. Adis was like, stop sniffing her and like, like, put a sock in it. <laughs> he was pissed. He was like trying to kill Bryce and eat her. Oh, yeah. 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 And Apollyon was like, he's so dramatic. He's just pissed that, that you killed his dogs. <laughs> he's so pissed <laughs> you killed his dogs. That's um, hilarious. And I love that, th- yeah, that the other time Lace claimed to like hunt. He's like, he's mine. He's my son. <laughs> Don't claim him. It's more mine. And then Hunch is like, I didn't take you for an engineer. <laughs> I love that. I they're so cute. Uh but anyway. Um back to the point about Elaine. So yeah, about Elaine. do you think it can unmake things? Well, yeah, it says the knife can unmake things, but we never like we don't get we don't get it unmaking things on its own yet. And technically, we don't have Gwydion making things on its own either. No, nothing's. So what I can, what you can like infer from that, right, is that maybe they don't have the right owner. Is that what that means? Well, I mean, technically, it would be Nesta, according to Bryce, because she gave her Gwydion. She gave her Truth Teller. And she's like, you have the eight-pointed star for a reason. Go figure out why. That's so, why I so, think that, like, the lands are going to choose her. They're going to choose her. She's going to use Gwydion She's going to get the power things. from being a high lady or yeah. queen, whatever. Because Dusk technically has a queen. She would technically be a queen. With this queen. queen of queens. Queen of queens. He was talking about Thea. Huh. What? I'm yep. so... <laughs> Here's my problem, though. Why would she make Nesta a queen before she makes Feyre a queen? Because Feyre does not have the capability. <laughs> well, that's your you and that's our personal opinion. But canon is that like Feyre's SJM's because favorite. Even her mother treated her that way. Oh, you're gonna marry a prince. You're gonna marry a prince. You're gonna marry a prince because. Technically, at the time, if the mother is alive and the mother sees herself as a queen, she would see Nesta as a princess who yeah. deserves to marry a prince. Yeah. So if the mother isn't alive, Nesta's the oldest, Nesta would become the queen. Oh. Which just goes back to their fucking mother, but that's... A whole other podcast. Thing. So, um, why... Um... So, like, I I don't know if Elaine's going to try to use it to unmake herself, but it says, Farrah says uh, in Akkawar, the cauldron. The cauldron was fading away, going somewhere. Nesta was already moving, sprinting for where we'd heard that voice, luring Elaine out. I knew how it had done it. I had dreamed of it. Grayson standing on the edge of the camp, calling to her, promising her love and healing. And also, I just want to make note that... 
I totally forgot this line and the way that my fanfic is called a court of love and healing and now I'm kind of mad because <laughs> no it's not fucking crazy don't even associate it with that um, because it's a great title either way and then <laughs> and then when Elaine is questioning Amran, she says could you have done it decided to take a male form Yes, before in my other form, I was neither. I simply was. So that's the thing where I was like, maybe, I don't know. The archangels well, they, have genders. They do have genders. So I'm, mm, they, they do have genders. But the death gods don't, technically. Technically. Well. Yeah. Lanthes was, I mean, Lanthes was kind of a, mm. I, I thought it was a man, but. He was he a miss. He was a metro. He was a mist. Yeah. He like a metro vibe from him. He's kind of like a fluid. Lanthus and Brayaxis were like mist and shadow. And they just could like take whatever form they wanted. It was weird. It was Um, really weird. So maybe Amran's just a death god. Again, it's so fucking confusing. It doesn't make sense. It's so confusing. It does not make Um, sense. Why did you pick this body? I was more drawn to the female form. I thought it was more symmetrical. It pleased me. <laughs> more frowned down at her own body. True. Cassian snickered. <laughs> Elaine asked, once you were in this body, you couldn't change. Amron's eyes narrowed. I straightened, glancing between them. Unusual for Elaine to be so vocal, but she'd been improving. Most days she was lucid, perhaps quiet and prone to melancholy, but aware. Elaine, to my surprise, held Amron's gaze. Amron said after a moment, are you asking out of curiosity for my past or for your own future? The question left me too stunned to even reprimand Amron, the others too. Elaine's brow furrowed before I could leap in. What do you mean? There's no going back to being human, girl, Amron said, perhaps a tad gently. Amron, I warned. Elaine's face reddened further, her back straightening, but she didn't bolt. I don't know what you're talking about. I had never heard Elaine's voice so cold. A foreshadowing there if we have ever seen it. Why else would she include that conversation there? I don't <laughs> want her to be human. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't need it. I can't. I agree. I agree. But And I find it interesting that like Amryn can see where... Elaine's mind is going where her thinking is going. Like Amarin knows. How does Amarin know that? Oh, the wind whispers and the stone speaks and blah blah blah. It's like she knows shit. How does she know that Elaine wants to be? I mean, I guess it's pretty obvious, yeah. but yeah. I mean, the time. cauldron took her because like Grayson came for you, like the like the puka. But crazy. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's super weird. What else could possibly be unmade, though? Like, that's the thing, is that... Unless... Unless she's going to do... Like... There's... Not really a trope, but I've seen a couple fantasy shows, and there's been a couple where, you know, people ship characters right and for whatever reason they can't really be together whether it's a vampire and a human or which is the most common one right or like a werewolf and a human or like you know something like that and so you know 
oh, we can't be together and I can't kill you and all of this stuff, right? And uh-huh. so they eventually figure out how to be together. But then there's always like, as you said, the third act breakup or whatever. So I'm wondering if Elaine is going to make herself human again. Try to live a human life, right? Oh my I know God. that like, actually... I was way better as a fae. And like, I want her to kind of miss her mate bond with Lucian. Yeah. Or maybe she runs into trouble as a human. Technically, you can be bonded to a human. So I don't think you can. I don't think it would take care of the bond the way that Elaine would probably think it would. Because Reese was bonded to Farrah as a human, right? Like Cassian was bonded to Nesta as a human. Yeah. (laughs) and so like i feel like maybe she runs into trouble and lucian saves her and then she's like shit i'm human i can't be with him anymore i fucked up well you have gwydion now so let's just re-stab you again and remake you again (laughs) she could it would be she could i don't know if it would have to do with the knives but like technically Okay, so can I just or say something kind of unhinged? she just does the whole shape-shifting thing and she shifts into a human, like we thought. And visits Grayson, maybe. She's, like, visiting Grace, like, look, look at my ears. They're not, they're not pointed. I'm not. I'm be not like, you're fucking glamoring me again, bitch. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, so can I tell you something that's, like, really crazy and a little unhinged that I just thought of? When I you love were unhinged. talking about Go. <laughs> I love unhinged. When you were talking about the Gwydion and Truth Teller making on making things, right? Have you ever seen the movie, the Disney animated movie Hercules? And okay. No, I have seen some of like clips of it, but I have not. No. Oh my gosh, you have to watch it because I've because... seen clips. I've seen clips. Okay. I don't know if you've seen the clips. So in they're in hell, right? There's the three fates. There are these really ugly gross like one you know they're missing eyes and they share an eyeball and they give it to kind of like kind of like clotho <laughs> kind of like clotho so there's these three fates which i don't know reminds me of the three goddesses yeah. and they have this pair of scissors and what their job is is they take the strings of life from the, yeah, the spinner of fate and the allotter yeah. and the cutter yeah so they have this this string, right? And this is someone's lifeline. This is how long they're living. And they're sitting there and they're like, hey, it's your last day. And they <laughs> snip, they snip the string and then the soul screams and it like yeah. descends into hell. Yeah. So this to me has me thinking that she's gonna take this mate bond and those two weapons and Elaine's gonna sever her and Lucian's mate bond. And I'm concerned about that. I'm really upset well, about it. I mean right because technically you would have to sever both ends of it well if you get if they don't start making progress here right where they're both uncomfortable that and and they said like well because even well because even amarin like amarin knowing all about that stuff was weird to me but literally even amarin says like nothing can remove that bond nothing don't you think it's weird how many times, though, everyone's like, nothing can end a mate bond. Nothing can change a mate bond. Well, Highburn tried with the cauldron itself. 
It wasn't even just weapons made from the cauldron. He used the actual cauldron to try to sever Phazans, and it didn't work. I don't think he used the actual cauldron. I think he used his magic. No, he did. But well, he was his magic was connected to the cauldron because it was white. Remember, when his actual magic is black, when he's connected to the cauldron, his magic is white and super Mm. strong, which is why he could leash Tamlin and the others and Reese as a high lord. So I don't think. Like, if the cauldron can't fucking sever it, the weapons aren't going to sever it. She's going to think that turning human is going (laughs) to sever it, and it's just not. (laughs) I think that's going to be hilarious if she tries that, honestly. But did you happen to see... Go ahead. I'll tell you something. If Elaine tries to sever her and Lucian's bait bond, I'm done with her character. Like, honestly, she's such a spoiled little brat. I'm just going to say that. I know you love her. I know you love her. I will take him. (laughs) I would totally, I would take Lucian in a heartbeat. I would do anything for that guy. But going back to Nesta and Dusk, I have the two uh, quotes here. Okay. So um, she found nothing but open curiosity on Nesta's face. Nesta said, the scar your light comes from. It's shaped like an eight-pointed star. Why? Bryce peered at where the light was muffled by her t-shirt. It's the symbol of the starborn. And the magic marked you in this way? Yes. When I revealed who I was, what I am, to the world, I drew the star out of my chest. It left that scar in its wake. She glanced to Azrael, like a burn. His face was an unreadable mask, but Nesta asked, so you have a star within you, an actual star? Bryce shrugged with one shoulder. Yeah, I mean, not literally. It's not like a giant ball of gas spinning in space, but it's starlight. I'm telling you, Nesta's going to get it. And um, the next quote is when we get to chapter 100 of Hofas. Everyone's there, and she says goodbye to, like, Ember, and there's that whole scene that I love, or whatever. And I will admit, to my own detriment, that there is a part in that scene where Bryce is really mate-coding Nessian, and I was getting kind of annoyed. Um, Wait, she was um, like, what? Where she was like, you know, the the forget how she describes him but she's like she knows that the male would have stepped in front of him if she tried anything or whatever like any good mate would and like any good mate would he knew when he wasn't wanted around so he went over to the other side of the room and decided to pretend to read some old age manifesto or whatever and i was like wait was that in the bonus a bonus chapter no that was in the book it was which is what chapter was that weird because like a hundred it's like it's like when they're eating the chocolate cake and she comes back and she gives everything back and that whole thing and she's like she knew that he would jump in front of her if blah 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 and she's like just like she knew that's why hunt just stepped behind her (laughs) because like the two whatever um so anyways she's like leaving and It says, Bryce offered the blade to Nesta. The female took it, blinking. You said that you had an eight-pointed star tattooed on you, and you found the chamber with the eight-pointed star in the prison, too. Nesta lifted her head. So? So I want you to take the star sword. Bryce held the blade between them. Gwydion, whatever you call it here. 
The age of the starborn is over on Midgard. It ends with me. I don't understand. Bryce began backing toward the portal, taking Hunt's hand, and smiled again at the female, at her mate, at their world, as the northern rift began to close. I think that eight-pointed star was tattooed on you for a reason. Take that sword and go figure out why. Dun, dun, dun! Dun, dun, dun! But why and why? From the bonus chapter to Bryce being like, her mate, her mate, they smell like mates. He's her mate. He would jump in front of her. And like, the fuck he wouldn't. He already proved that. <laughs> no, but he was like getting all rigid because she like took the star sword out and he was like, <sighs> my man, my man. Okay, so he would, he would protect her from getting stabbed, but not screamed at apparently. Oh, oh Cassian I knew it and also you said you didn't like how Bryce was in this book so out of character (laughs) come on you have to admit Bryce was not Bryce in this book no but so that's why it was weird like she didn't even know Cassian she's like like any good mate like any good mate like shut the fuck up you don't even know Um, you don't know him you just you can just sense that they smell like each other or like, what if they were just fuck buddies? Like, <laughs> no, Melanie, because they're mates, and she had to make a point of telling everyone, like people like you, naysayers. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, she also had to make a point in the interview of saying she might dabble with the rejected mate trope. She did. She did say that, and that has me <laughs> worried. But you do have bring up a good point. So what happened from chapter 100 to the bonus chapter, unless it was just the mask? You can't tell me that he's just pissed at her because of the sword. Oh, the he's sort. the most furious at me of everyone. There's, There's got to be something else. There's got to be something else. She's not wanting to have babies, or they push their mating ceremony, or there's something mm-hmm. else going on to so make So, like, him okay, any, any, anyone in your family, hopefully, would not want you to get stabbed. So, I don't see that as, like, I mean, I guess it could be a mate thing, like, he saw her It's totally a mate thing. But, like, Azrael tried to protect her from the mask, so... But he was, like, instinctually stepping in front of her. I don't know. And then he, like, went and read an old manuscript. He's their mates. Their mates. She better not reject that mating bond. <laughs> I, I would be okay with the third act breakup if they reconcile. That's, those are my stipulations. That's it. They reconcile. Hey, like, I'm okay if she, like, knocks Cassian down a little bit just to bring him back up. So that's I what we'll... Hold on. I get it. <laughs> What I know. What are you gonna say now? Where are you I bringing have to up? Pull, I have to fucking. I have to fucking pull this up real quick. Okay, pull the fuck up because I was getting. It's, I was honestly getting kind of annoyed. The <laughs> quote. It's not that I don't I'm, like Nessian. I did in Akawar. I just oh, don't. They were Akasiv. They were fantastic. Akawar was like their peak. That bonus chapter with them. I feel like, I feel like. He's an ember. So good. I feel like Cassian is the gruffer version of Hunt. And that's why she was kind of in tune to him. Because Bryce is like, 
Um, Cassian grinned, and well, Bryce could see why Nesta might be into a male who looked like that. Like, he's Hunt. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> oh, hey. Maybe we'll meet again one day under less strange circumstances. And then she's like... And then Ember and Nesta have their whole crying and hugging session, and then it says... Those tears were gone when Nesta met Bryce's stare, and Cassian, like any good mate, sensed when he wasn't wanted and walked over to the fireplace to pretend to read some sort of old-looking manuscript. Bryce knew that also, like any good mate, if she made one wrong move, he would rip her to shreds, which was precisely why Hunt had come back into the room and was watching Nesta very carefully. And then Nesta goes, alpha holes. I love alpha. Give me all the alpha holes. Nesta, alpha holes. Nesta echoed, eyes gleaming with amusement. Bryce chuckled and drew the star sword. Again, Cassian tensed, but Bryce just offered the blade to Nesta. Oh, he tensed, but he didn't run over. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me. (laughs) There was still a reaction there, okay? Bryce is into Cassian because Cassian is the fuck-up version of Hunt. <laughs> yes. Literally, as an Illyrian, he's the fuck-up version of Hunt. <laughs> because the Illyrians are the fuck-up version of Angel. I love it. They are the same, like, tan skin, shaggy black hair. They're the same fucking person. Hey, what- Hunt is just more lovable. He is. Was there like a height comparison between the two of them? Do you no, know? Oh, I was mad. I want to see like how they measure up. Are they the same height? Are they as big as each other? Are their muscles as big as each other? Like I want to know all of it. <laughs> I also love how Bryce, which I I don't think I caught that before. What? Ember says. Oh, oh, Nesta's mate said. You have one minute before Reese gets here and explodes. Oh, Reese will be fine, Cassian, Ember said in the phase language. Bryce at Bryce's shocked face, Randall said in the same language, it got too hard to mime everything. They gave us the bean thing that they offered you. And then Bryce shook her head shook her head. Reese will be fine. The guy who brings darkness incarnate, and then she gets cut off. He and Randall bonded about being overprotective dads, Ember said. So now Reese knows exactly the sort of shit you like to pull, which apparently you pulled here too. And then Bryce gives Nesta back the mask. But like, then Bryce drew Truth Teller and Cassian looked like he'd jump between her and Nesta. Hunt set his feet into a fighting stance in response, but Bryce Bryce just said alpha holes and laid the dagger on the table. They were like, they're the same fucking person. Like, can I just be in that room? Because that's like (laughs) awesome. I want to be I would like to apologize again for my daughter's behavior. Who'd she say that to? Ember said that to Nesta. But it says, so she says, poor Nesta's been in the doghouse since you took their weapons and dumped us here. I tried telling Resand and Azriel how there's no stopping you when you've got your mind set on something. And I think Feyre... Resan's mate believed me, but dot dot dot. I apologize but, again for my daughter's behavior. So Pharaoh's but, the one that fucking calmed him down. But dot 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 what? 
She doesn't finish, of course. I hate when she does Great, that. thanks for that. Shall we? <laughs> They're truly gone then. Yes, yes, yes. And then, yeah. Despite the fact that my daughter lied and schemed and basically betrayed us, tell us how you really feel, mom. <laughs> but Ember continued looking at Nesta. I'm glad of one thing, that I was able to meet you. Next time I take on an intergalactic evil, I'll try to accommodate your bonding schedule, mother. <laughs> Ember looked at Bryce, glaring. You and I are going to have words when we get home, Bryce Adelaide Quinlan. <laughs> your mother loves you, Nesta said quietly, reading the exasperation on Bryce's face. Don't for one second take that for granted. I'm lucky. I've always been lucky to have her as a mom. Ember really looked like she might cry now, especially as she turned back to Nesta and said this... Time with you was a gift, Nesta. It truly was. She pulled her into a tight embrace, and Bryce could have sworn something like pain and longing crossed Nesta's expression, like she hadn't experienced a mom hug for a long, long time. Oh, uh, uh, I love that. I can't. They I have to come back. Uh, and, like, I don't want the guys to come back and bond over, like, in the females, because fuck you. I thought the same thing when fuck I went you, back. Cassian and Randall and Reese. I was really surprised by Randall's behavior and really disappointed. It's like here, here he is. Like he sees how Reese is treating Nesta, and he takes his side by like bonding with him. I didn't notice this. Maybe what? We'll yeah, maybe we'll meet again under less whatever circumstances. I hope so, Randall said as he passed by where Ember and Nesta were still hugging and he clapped the latter on the shoulder with fatherly affection. I I I have to see them all together again. I is this really is this really all of the crossover we're gonna get? This is it? Uh. She's like, I might want to open the gates. And like, honestly, I don't need a Tog crossover. I need more of the Akatar crossover. You know what? I have to admit, like, I would be fine with just Akatar crossover. Amber put a hand to Nesta's cheek and whispered, you'll find your way. <laughs> oh, bitch. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't. And also, Ember, I still, her fucking secrets. Like, what is that supposed to mean? I know. You'll, You'll find, find your, your way. way. 